0: This is Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out
1: y'all. Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out y'all. Credit like this thing. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out y'all. We marking out.
0: Pro Wrestling Talk by
2: Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to you, Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk. Bye. Pro Wrestling fans, I am one of your hosts, Dave, the rave that all the ladies crave. And you could go check us out, MarkingOut.com. Go buy the t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Buy the t-shirt. Nah, that gimmick is already taken by some other person. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Twitter at MarkingOut.com. At BTTG161 at Chris Wendog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Also, check us out on uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Hey, Brandon. Oh, and Instagram and YouTube. Brandon, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing awesome as always. It's Apple Music. I mean, Apple Podcast.
2: Apple Podcast. <laughs> oh, and we do have that Twitch.
0: Yes, twitch.tv slash out.
2: Yeah, Chris has been uh streaming himself playing No Mercy, so I mean, come on. Living back in the vintage days.
0: Yeah. So definitely uh follow us there and uh put the notifications on. You never know when a stream might pop up.
2: Yeah, we should definitely have a marking out stable
0: in his mar- in his uh, No uh, Mercy game. Yeah, but how, I don't you can't really I don't think you're going to do stables, can you? You uh, it's you been a get, long like, time since I've played No Mercy.
2: You can do a tag team And then for each tag team member, put the same, uh, wrestler, but don't put like one of the tag team, you know, put the outside person so you can kind of have three people Mm -hmm. in on it, but it's kind of pushing it, but I don't think you, you, but you can't have more than two people on an entrance, right? The only way to really claim a stable is with a run-ins, um, that was such a good game.
0: Yeah, it was.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what about you? How was your week? What'd you do? What
0: did uh, you do? Know? Uh not much. I uh, didn't really care that it was forty-one degrees out. I I grilled some onions and burgers, anyways. That's did you did you grill in the snow? No, it was flaring a little bit. No, that was the snow happened yesterday. Yeah, but no, I that was uh, I think I grilled three days ago already. Would you grill in the snow? Yeah, at this point, I don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, I I got to eat. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, because well, cause the, the grill gives off heat. So you're still kind of cold outside when the, the grill is shut. But it's still like, it wasn't uh, anything bad that the 41 degrees.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I didn't really uh do much this week, still uh dealing with the side effects of having COVID. I went to uh get tested to see if I was negative today, so I'm waiting on those results.
2: Alright. I, I got tested. Came and back. Negative.
0: When I when I was filling up the form at the office, I, I had to put the date. Mm-hmm. And I put uh as the year I put twenty one. And I was like, Oh wait, I put the wrong <laughs> put the wrong year i don't think i've ever put the the next year before like i've done Uh, like let's say it was 2020 in january or something you still put 2019 or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever put 2021 like a a year in the future or something like that that's
2: a a pretty wild move
0: you got there yeah but maybe it was maybe it was wishful thinking
2: I I think that you're not alone in that one. I think everybody wants to get as far away <laughs> as, as possible from twenty twenty, you know?
0: Yeah. But uh um, how how have you
2: been? I've been good. I've been I've been relatively good. I had to go get a COVID test and it came back negative. But it was it's crazy just waiting online and everything. You know, I had to go to a a City MD.
0: You ever hear of and, making an appointment?
2: Uh so I tried to make an appointment with Northwell, but I couldn't find anything. They kept on saying, go on the website. You go on the website, nothing's listed.
0: I think you could even go to Jones Beach.
2: Yeah, I I called them and called and called, and nobody was – they was fully booked.
0: You should have contacted me. I'm a pro at this already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I should have. I ended up having to go to CityMD and waiting outside at like 6.15 in the morning to get in to get get tested. They opened up at 7 a.m., and then I didn't get in there until like 8.25, 8.30, probably Jeez.
0: 8.30. I walked yeah. right in, walked right out. That was it. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom.
2: No. And it's wild because you're driving down the streets. Like if when I'm driving into work and everything, I'm driving by the urgent cares and there's just lines going probably of probably 40 people online, you know? Between 30 to 40 people online, and it's just – it's insane. Yeah. But, yeah, everybody's got to be careful, and they have the – potentially the vaccine's ready to be unleashed.
0: Which, I don't know if they said New York State, you're going to be like a mandatory vaccine?
2: I don't think – so I don't believe that you can make a vaccine mandatory.
0: Well, that's what they're like – like they're saying, like regardless of religion or anything else, unless you're exempt from a doctor, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like legit or not. But I don't,
2: I don't think it is because I don't think you can legally make it mandatory. But then you also have some of the schools making it mandatory. Well, the schools—that's
0: least... like anyway. That's isn't that like a thing you need to have? I believe so. Like vaccines, you're... anyway, to go to school. So. Yeah, like your measles, rubella, stuff like that. But then if you're like an anti-vaxxer or whatever, then you just say home, get homeschooled or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a wild time. But like right now, the UK got their vaccine. So I guess right now we're just waiting and watching to see how the UK reacts.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what late night show it was, but they were talking about the Russian COVID vaccine. And they said one of the things you can't do when you take it is uh, drink for two months or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like a, a part of the joke or like a shoot part of the story that they then turned into a joke, but... Uh, yeah. It's funny because, I mean, Russia's synonymous with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Especially that uh, the vodka. Yeah.
2: All the vodka.
0: But luckily Good you up. tested negative. Hopefully uh, everybody listening continues to show up negative if you're getting tested.
2: Yeah, um, Day, just take precautions you know we're in the holiday season tonight is the first night of Hanukkah we're recording on Thursday
0: yeah so happy Hanukkah to everybody who celebrates
2: yeah happy Hanukkah you know so and then it's scary because you're going into the new year's time so it's, yeah which is also
0: like... people are like oh like I can't wait for 2021 as if like COVID's not gonna <laughs> like is just like oh wait what crap what what time is it it's midnight can't be here anymore yeah
2: sorry uh, i i think we are expired i think we it's were, time for us to go
0: we were booked just for 2020 we're not allowed to be here anymore visas just expired like, i'm i'm not i'm not booked yeah i'm booked
2: yeah all right so good deal all right so what do you say we talk about some sports entertainment
0: that was such a natural segue <laughs>
2: <laughs> what well, could I say? We, I am the natural. On, uh, yeah, are you? I I don't I don't know. It, it, I said it. It didn't sound right when I said oh, it. Oh, I'm
0: also, by the way, now referring myself referring to myself as the prophet of podcasting. Oh. So that's a thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a, Oh, the prophet of podcasting.
0: Yeah, and I googled it to make sure nobody else was using it, so mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else from my Google search was using it, so Let's see how long that lasts until somebody else wants to use. <laughs> but on Sunday, we had tribute to the troops earlier in the day on Fox. Uh, for us in New York, it was the lead into the New York Giants game. For everyone else, uh, it seemed – well, I mean, not everyone else, but depending on where you were, it, it aired at different times. So I think we got it first, and then, like, some people – uh, it wasn't coming on to like four thirty or five o'clock. So mm-hmm. football—it's just football rules the world, so or the United States at least. But
2: I still think it's crazy with the time zones and everything. Like if you think about it, Monday Night Raw is at eight p.m. right? Yeah, it's Eastern time. That means Pacific time. It's not eight p eight p.m. over there.
0: That's right. It's five.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, unless they don't. They yeah. They have to air simultaneously. I think so, some
0: some uh some T V networks air it live and some air it taped, I think. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think every network airs it at that time. I'm got not you. positive. Yeah, but
2: you ever like Monday Night at Raw is technically being played in California at five PM.
0: Yeah. Which is like that's what that's like when you go to the, the pay per views over there. They yeah. start a lot earlier and that's like what i mean we've long discussed this on the show what
2: a lot later yeah but we've
0: discussed this a lot a long time before is like like what if wwe does wrestlemania in the uk you said you're fine with having wrestlemania start at 8 8 a.m or whatever and i'm like i don't want that i mean they do new japan at
2: five what 4 a.m 5 a.m yeah but
0: new japan that's a lot different it's kind of niche If you're staying up to watch New Japan versus staying up for WrestleMania, the event of the year for wrestling over here.
2: I feel like it'd be like what I would imagine Christmas morning would be like, you know, wake up, go get some hot cocoa, go downstairs in April, turn on WrestleMania.
0: I don't know. I mean, it was kind of uh, (laughs) difficult to watch Beast in the East when it was, you had to like stay up for that or wake up super early for that. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun experience. I would just prefer not to have WrestleMania on at like 6 a.m., 8 a.m. or whatever. But back to tribute to the troops. It was cool that JBL was on commentary for this because he's one of the reasons why this event took place in the first place. Mm -hmm. I feel like I said place way too many times there. (laughs) Uh, But I think this was the 18th annual event. Wow. Wow. Uh, nothing really, uh, big to note. It was obviously uh, faces going over the heels, but you had Daniel Bryan teaming up with Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and the Street Profits to defeat Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Elias, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Montez Ford hit that huge frog splash to win. Uh, obviously they did that whole like ten man thing where everybody hits a move at one point.
2: Yeah, I always like those spots though. It's a huge like eh. crowd popper when everybody's like, "Oh, finisher, finisher, finisher!" Oh, finish.
0: You had uh, Lacey Evans doing a push-up contest with the troops. She was off, uh, I think, on an aircraft carrier somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. She's a former, I believe, a Marine. Um, oh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. I
2: do, I do think Marine. And do you think Marine?
0: And I think uh, so. Was Montez Ford? Wow, that's awesome. Uh, after that, they had a country singer named Hardy perform. I don't, I don't know who that is.
2: Hardy, um, maybe Jeff Hardy's cousin. I highly doubt that, but
0: <laughs> but he performed and it was a good song, so that was cool. Uh, and then for the women's action. We saw Sasha Banks team up with Bianca Belair to defeat Bailey and Natalia, even though Natalia and Bailey had just wrestled last week on SmackDown. Didn't that's what it was kind of like goofy that they were teaming there, but Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, I thought worked very well together as a tag team.
2: I, I agree with you. I think that they, it was a, it was a really good pairing and I you'll agree, but the sky's the limit for Bianca Belair.
0: Yeah. And I, I like the, the tag team moves that they were pulling out. I, I almost hate to say this. I definitely hate to say this, but it almost kind of sucks that Sasha Banks is the SmackDown women's champion because I would not mind at all for Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair to be tag team champions.
2: Yeah. Well, look at this match too. You have three well-known veterans of the ring, Natty, Bailey, and Sasha. Um, Future Hall of Famers, right? Uh, For sure, yeah. Competing in a ring with Bianca Belair, someone that was on NXT just last year, trying to make a name for herself. That's a huge position for this woman to be in. That's amazing.
0: I think that's great. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I think of the matches that were on this event, that was the match to see.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The main I'm event kidding. we saw Drew McIntyre successfully defeat The Miz, which was very expected. Um, but yeah, all in all, I'm always happy to see uh, a tribute to the troops. I blanked on the name there for a second.
2: That's all right. Yeah, it's always nice
0: well, um, later. Yeah, yeah. Also on Sunday we had NXT War Games. Huge uh, event. We did not know. I thought for sure that this was going to be in the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the case. It was actually at the Capitol Wrestling Center, where they completely modified the setup so that, that they could sick. fit both rings and the cage. My one complaint from this was during the War Games matches. They were like oversaturated with the the floodlights. So it kind know. of I looked like a live event aspect?
2: I don't know. I, I didn't notice the floodlights, really.
0: Yeah, that was like a big major, like, oh, why, why is this like this?
2: What, during the match? Mm-hmm. That's funny. I, I didn't even realize. I was so hooked into the match that I I didn't even recognize that.
0: I, f- I thought it was just going to be, like, during the entrances at, at first. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, I hope this isn't during the whole show. But... First match, we saw Team Candace, Candace LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm defeat Team Shotzi. That's Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai, the NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, this was a crazy, crazy match that started I totally, off with Dakota Kai and Ember Moon.
2: I totally agree with you. And let's also not forget, Shotzi debuted her
0: new tank. Yes, yeah, Shotzi had her new tank that shot a Nerf gun which was cool. Yeah. Uh but when she when it was time she was uh the the third member to enter the cage with uh, a toolbox she brought. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh
0: Raquel Gonzalez followed her, Rhea Ripley after that. Uh which she was the first to use something from that toolbox. Uh but we saw Tony Storm come out, she brings in the kendo sticks, Io Shirai, the final member of Team Shotzi was uh introducing ladders and chairs. And struggled to get in because Raquel Gonzalez, like, refused to let her in. Yeah. And right before Candice was able to enter, Indy Hartwell came out, uh, neck brace and all, and attacked Io. Yeah, Io, it took Io like a good five... To 10 minutes until she actually was able to get back in the ring or yeah, get in
2: the ring period.
0: We didn't see EO Shirai and all of a sudden she's up on top of the cage. She puts a garbage can over it and dives I, off of it onto everybody. I loved the look on her face when
2: she did this. So every I feel like everybody's noticing her putting it on but her reaction. It was just like a oh my God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and then she did it and I, I just I loved her reaction to it. And I feel bad for Candace during this one. I don't know if you noticed, but when she did the dive, the corner of the trash can ended up smacking Candace right in the forehead.
0: I didn't notice that at all.
2: And I and I love the, the impact of Indy Hartwell. You know, she's uh, she's not um a main player right now, but her presence is totally felt because of her association with Candice right now.
0: Yeah. Um huge and, fan uh, of this. Um. Yeah, so it was kind of Darby Allen esque to me, but
2: yeah, I could, I, I could see that. But you know, there were so many I mean, incredible
0: spots it, during even this.
2: Before, even before Darby Allen, though, they did it in uh, New Japan. No, New Japan. I think somebody put the trash. Ca- somebody must have put the trash can on <laughs> and did
0: it dive at some point. Right. I mean, we probably. got the Attitude Era. I'm sure um, Snow did it we the with the garbage can even we saw dakota kai hit that double stomp to eo
2: and then she had trouble even getting that can off of her
0: yeah that like all those spots always when like somebody gets power bombed uh, or uh something happens where the the can gets crushed over them yeah it's like how do they do that how do i guess they like eo put her arms up or whatever like uh i'm I'm always like
2: you just really have to trust the person. I'm more concerned about the sharp edges. Like if it.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. You don't know if it like breaks or something, you get cut uh, open yeah. or something. But, exactly.
2: uh, but there was, there was so many good spots in this. And something that I really liked was pretty much every buildup to Gonzalez and Ripley. Yeah. You know, you had that, you had this one moment in the match that stands out to me where they, both of them were in the two separate rings. Gonzalez was beating down someone and Ripley was beating on someone else. Gonzalez got done, and then Ripley got done, and they were focused on Ripley. And you just see in the background of Ripley, you see Raquel Gonzalez just slowly turn and face Ripley while Ripley's not even looking at her. And then she turned, and I thought that the just the way that that worked out was so awesome. That was the moment right before they met in the center divider, right? and they started to brawl. But there was so many good – you
0: had the like Tower of Doom spots the uh, the eclipse onto the chairs to Dakota oh, Kai. Jeez, that was that looked painful,
2: you know. But overall, also
0: awesome. that huge power bomb that Raquel uh, put Io off the top rope through the ladder.
2: I, I love the power bomb, the one arm para I love it.
0: Um, so um, I'm I have to assume this is good. She pinned the champion. That has to lead to a a championship match.
2: I was shocked that Raquel Gonzalez picked up the victory, you know, with Tony uh, Dakota Kai in there, Candice LeRae. Raquel Gonzalez picked up the victory. I was really surprised by that, but I'm I'm excited for that too. I mean, I'm a fan of all these women, and all, like all these wrestlers did a great job. I thought it was an excellent opener. What do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I mean, that this one I think had more spots than the the main event one.
2: I told what's funny is I kind of feel like I was more uh, into this match than the main event. I don't know. All right. So next up you had Finn Balor uh, cutting a pretty much a a warning.
0: Yeah. Just warning everybody that the champion, the Prince is back, which we'll get to. We'll put a pin in that. Uh, The next match we saw was Tommaso Ciampa pick up the victory over Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher. His ear at one point got uh-huh. split open, which was just, ugh. Yeah,
2: from that knee. And this like, match was just brutal. This match was a lot of fun and hard-hitting. What I like the end of it, too, where there was a moment where it seemed, I, I thought for sure they were about to handshake, or, they, like, that's actually, me and you spoke about this after, but, not specifically about this moment, but at, after the match, where they were sitting, where Champa was sitting on the apron, then you had Thatcher roll over and then sit on the opposite side of the apron. It kind of had that tag team formation vibe.
0: Know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's what. Like I, I kind of thought, like the way Oni Larkin and Danny Birch formed as a team was they would go at each other for for uh, maybe even months. Yeah. And then they became a tag team. Uh, we saw it with the bar with Sheamus and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll see Timothy Thatcher and um, Champa. Yeah, Tommaso Champa somehow win the tag team championships. There they'll go up against Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, which will be one of the hardest hitting matches in NXT history. If that happens, <laughs> yeah. Next up, we saw a strap match. Dexter Loomis picks up the victory over Cameron Grimes. I feel like I wanted to do a Cameron Grimes impression and then just like bailed midway. (laughs) Yeah, I I could definitely hear that. Uh, But this match, they uh, they brawled before the match began. And I saw a lot of people saying that this went too long. Uh, You kind of felt maybe that way, I believe. Like, I don't know if it went
2: too long. But so I'm not going to say it went too long. It just didn't catch hook me in that much, even though they did have entertaining spots though. You know, they still had good spots in this match, but for some reason it just didn't rope me. I don't know if it was the brawling at the start that kind of set it off, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I, I I don't know. To me, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. And, uh, I thought Cameron Grimes was going to win this. I yeah. But after this match, after this match, the lights flickered, and we saw a video, a bunch of random images that finally led to a vulture. Vulture is associated with Carrion Cross, um, which people like the AEW marks were like, oh, AEW got a, a. a crow. So obviously NXT had to get a vulture and it's like, brother. Carrying Cross, I know Sting has been associated with the crow for quite some time now, but Carrying Cross has been associated with a, a vulture for quite some time now. So it's not just because AEW had Sting on their program.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, it's one of those things where this is Carrying Cross. I mean, he had that involved in his original promos too.
0: Right. I mean, I mean, he's got a he t-shirt has, with
2: it. He has it in his Titan-tron.
0: Yeah, and he's got it on his t-shirts and everything.
2: I mean, you have it right behind him on every single entrance. Whatever. Yeah. You can't please them all.
0: No, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, ne- go on.
2: Next up, you had Johnny Gargano. Pick up the victory over uh, Leo Ruff and Damian Priest. Leon. Uh, Leon. Yeah, I don't know why. You I sound like Leon, commentary right. now. Oh, vey. Uh, to become the new North American champion um
0: or Sam Roberts, I think Roberts might have said it
2: so, so one thing about this match i I was a fan of this, but i didn't i don't understand priest playing to rough in such a manner because priest we know him as a really hard hitter, a tough guy, somebody that you don 't want to cross, so why is he sympathizing?
0: With Ruff, I don't know. I'm just I'm disappointed that Leon Ruff lost the the championship. Gargano now is the only three time North American champion. But all in all, I thought this match was good. You saw Damian Priest put Leon Ruff through the barricade with that razor's edge.
2: Yeah, that was really awesome.
0: I liked Damian Priest hitting the flatliner on both of them at the same time. mm Hmm. Uh, but we saw three Ghostface show up, attack Damien Priest, who he, he fights them off. Three more show up, takes them out, and...
2: He you know, didn't just take them out. I thought that the dives to take all of them out was
0: sick. Yeah. They were uh, like
2: Undertaker-esque dives over the top rope, you know?
0: Yeah, I do. I, I feel you
2: on that. <laughs> I, I guess just also because of like his height and stuff like that is very similar.
0: Uh, but just when you thought there weren't going to be any more, another one shows up, hits Damian Priest. So there, in a total, I believe there have been eight, including Indy Hartwell. Um, yeah, eight. Uh, but Austin Theory then revealed it to be himself, using the "It was me, Austin" line, which was just <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 I laughed. Uh, yeah, I really- but I don't, I don't know. So it was an enjoyable match. After that, they announced NXT New Year's Evil for January 6th, uh, which is the first NXT television show of the new year. Uh, Interesting fact about the name New Year's Evil is that it was a random episode of WCW Monday Nitro. Huh. Huh. I couldn't really find much information about it, but it was like a December nineteen ninety nine episode where they had like some uh, tag team tournament with like the the most random of teams. That was like the gimmick of the the tag tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. I think it was called that. And I also i I saw people say that maybe the the New Year's Eve show that Eric Bischoff had originally had planned to do with a kiss concert was maybe going to be called that. But mm-hmm. that event didn't happen because Eric Bischoff got fired.
2: Huh? Interesting but facts.
0: Main event of war games. We saw undisputed era defeat for the brand. I believe that's what they're called. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. It starts with Kyle. O'Reilly. It starts with Pete Dunn. Oni's out next. Bobby Fish after that. Uh, Danny Birch comes out with two cricket bats, which we've seen in NXT UK before. I'm not quite positive if we've seen it in NXT. I
2: don't. I don't believe so. But I'm, before you continue, I'm just going to say that Dunn and O'Reilly starting off the match was
0: amazing.
2: That alone could be will be an amazing match but them starting that off was perfect
0: yeah uh roderick strong was out pat mcafee finally enters with four tables uh each with a name of a member of undisputed era um i like um when pat pat put roddy through the table with the moonsault
2: that was a, that was a good spot. No, who? Uh, someone he entered with the fire extinguisher. Yeah, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. He he
0: entered last. He tried to join and uh, had to use the fire extinguisher, followed by a chair, to get for the brand away from him or whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Pat kicking out of Panama Sunrise was was unexpected. Yeah. Um. um but uh, undisputed era powerbombing uh, Pete Dunn onto Danny Birch and the table when uh, it didn't break. Mm-hmm. So, Roddy a, had to go up and hit that splash. I thought that was cool.
2: You had one spot where I think Dunn had an, uh, a deathlock on one side, and I, I think Kyle O'Reilly was beating up somebody at the same time. I thought that would have been a cool spot if both of them did a deathlock, like one on one leg and the other person on the other leg. I thought that would have been a really cool spot. But overall, I think that was right before. Um, what is a, What is
0: a death lock?
2: Um, I don't know how to describe it. A death lock um, is
0: like Sting's finisher.
2: Um, <laughs> scorpion death lock. No, no, not the scorpion
0: death lock. Is it lock. just the leg lock?
2: Not the leg lock. I forgot what it was.
0: I don't remember but what the move. I,
2: I like the I like the other spot where I think he had somebody in a in a surfboard, and Lorkin was chopping away at the guy while they were in the surfboard. Like they had, they had a lot of good tag team uh, action during this match.
0: McAfee went through the uh, the table from the middle rope when Adam Cole pushed him through it. Also, a big moment. Pat McAfee, where's McAfee? He's on top of the cage, hits that huge swanton off of the cage to hit onto everybody. Um, yeah. And then Kyle at the end of the match went to hit a knee drop from the top rope onto a chair. Uh, onto Oni and he connected with that and won the match yeah fun match fun match moving over to NXT TV Finn Balor opens up and uh, says that he's back and he went to call anybody out in the back Pete Dunn comes out talks about how he wants the title um, and how he's going to end Finn Balor, put him on the shelf. Kyle O'Reilly came out, said that they have unfinished business. Damian Priest came out. Finn Balor left the three of them to argue and said that uh, William Regal can figure out who he'll face at New Year's Evil. And then Scarlett Bordeaux shows up.
2: In awesome attire.
0: Um, And then... Ben Balor said when Carrion Cross is ready, he's there.
2: Yeah, said so then does he always send uh, her to do his dirty work and stuff? Really sending a um an insult out to Carrion Cross with that.
0: I thought that was Damien Priest who spoke up.
2: Oh yes, that was Damien Priest that said that. Yeah. yeah,
0: so Priest spoke up about Damien about uh Carrion Cross. <laughs> But after that, we saw Pete Dunne get attacked by Killian Dane backstage, which it's been uh, just over a month since we've seen Killian Dane at NXT. Wow. Yeah. So that got set up for a, a match later on. The match afterwards, we saw the first match, we saw Jake Atlas with, I would say, a surprising victory over Shane. Uh, or is it Shane? uh swerve scott i can't think isaiah swerve scott Jeez, shane yeah. strickland isaiah swerve scott i knew it wasn't <laughs> shane anymore yeah um but i feel like not much really happened in this match we had um a cool pin reversal by jake atlas i don't know I, i've it was like a pin into a pin like a, a normal pin though mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool but Afterwards, I think, is the bigger storyline where Isaiah Swerve Scott refused to shake Jake Atlas's hand. So now maybe we're going to get a heel Swerve Scott here.
2: Yeah, I I definitely believe that. Next up, you had the Grizzled Young Veterans pick up the victory over Everise and Emporium.
0: Um, Imperium, bro. Imperium, yeah. <laughs> Imperium.
2: <Emporium. laughs> um, I...
0: I Ever-Rise like the start. Awesome. Yeah. The start of the match, they refused to wrestle, but both teams went after them. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm such a fan of ever rise and I thought maybe they would win with a sneaky, like unexpected victory, which mm-hmm. almost did happen here. Oh
2: yeah. They almost stole it.
0: <laughs> but unfortunately, uh grizzled young veterans back on their win streak, picked up that victory. Uh, After this, we saw a Casualties of War Games video package where people from the match spoke about it and spoke about injuries from it as well. Uh, I think the bigger thing from this was Bobby Fish was uh, said to have had surgery for a torn tricep Uh, from that match. So hopefully he'll be back somewhat soon. Uh, You never want to hear about an actual injury. Yeah, yeah. Uh sure. we saw Tony Storm come out, basically said that Ember stole her thunder and that she's gonna be the next champion. Io Shirai, um I this was backstage. Uh Io Shirai yep. cut it off and attacked her. Then they brawl out to the ring. And Ember Moon ends up attacking Tony Storm. That was the end of that. Uh for for then at least. Yeah. But we saw earlier in the night, Tommaso Ciampa brought up how he's leaving the past in the past, which made me think like we'll see a bunch of new matchups and stuff from Champa. And the, the first match we see is Champa versus Cameron Grimes. Champa picks up that victory, but Timothy Thatcher was sat out there watching the match.
2: Didn't say anything.
0: Tyler Rust came out. We uh, I got his name wrong last week. It was Tyler Rust, not Russ. Uh, but he came out and attacked uh, or tried to attack Champa, but Champa got the better of him. Uh, but Grimes, I believe, also attacked Champa. So the distraction somewhat worked. yeah. but Cameron Grimes gets in Timothy Thatcher's face afterwards. Thatcher takes him out. Uh, Champa got in his face. I don't know if it was during or after the match, but it kinda seemed like maybe they were gonna fight again.
2: It was they got into each other's face right before Grimes got attacked by Thatcher. And uh Champa Champa was walking up the ramp and they just had a stare down where you didn't know if anything was gonna
0: happen. And I still feel like because of that line where Champa said like I'm leaving the past in the past, maybe it will lead to something like that.
2: I mean, let's just say that. I mean, you also have Tyler Rust's aspect, which was teased of maybe he is he in cahoots with Timothy Thatcher.
0: Yeah, and I believe Thatcher said he didn't know he was going to be coming out. And then later on, we saw Tyler Rust uh, about to be interviewed, but Malcolm Bivens cuts it off and mentioned what I saw. Not yeah, many people you noticed. Called
2: you called it.
0: <laughs> he well, mentioned the business card, yeah.
2: Yeah, so maybe this is where the tag team ends up being formed where everybody thinks that Rust and Thatcher are going to be one and every, everybody thinks that it's them together and then Thatcher ends up turning on Rust also, to I, show that him and Champa are together.
0: I guess Indus Sheer is just gone, done. I hope not. Well, it's. I mean, they're they're not. I mean, it seems like they're doing other stuff with Bivens now. Well, I mean,
2: why are they out? I feel like there was a reason for them being out. I don't know Where if there was an injury. I feel like something happened with maybe an injury, but hopefully they're back. I thought that they. It was entertaining.
0: Uh, well, who speaking, knows?
2: Maybe, maybe Bivens is collecting for a
0: table. That's true. But speaking of entertaining, we saw the another Zia Lee and Boa vignette which i think these have been fantastic if you have not seen these go on to the wwe network if you have that track it down watch these vignettes um
2: yeah really entertaining and uh just it's funny because you're watching it trying to analyze stuff being like oh do i see a shadow do i can i see a face
0: well now we did we got a face but they had the the makeup on yeah. Uh, I don't know how people like see stuff like this, but it was noted online that uh, WWE recently trademarked the name Karen Kwan and Karen Q is in the WWE developmental system. So a lot of people think that that might be her as the the leader or whatever this is, whatever's happening here. Have we seen Karen Q? Uh, I think we have. Right? She, she broke her leg, and that's why she's been out.
2: Oh, I think that I do remember her. I think she was in the tournament or something like that, and then maybe she got injured. Okay,
0: but she's been well. No, this she was in the May Young Classic, I believe. But yeah. she was, um, she was, she. I think she was on NXT TV at least once as well. Yeah, I believe she was teaming with Ziya Lee. I don't know if that ever made TV or not. Hmm. i can't remember but after that we saw the gargano family i think they're now known as the way hmm. and johnny gargano had a trophy with a shotzy blackheart-esque doll on it for candace because she won war games it was definitely a stretch to say that that was shotzy yes it seemed more <laughs> like uh something that the Bray Wyatt might have had or the Fiend would have or something like that still i
2: was entertained the entire time but the weird thing was it kind of made Austin Theory look really stupid
0: yeah you know, they, like, i don't know they made him look stupid which i'm i guess i'm fine with that
2: i'm uh, fine with it, it was just and weird. yeah I mean, and johnny they, makes a they,
0: really they, good like heel like doofy guy
2: yeah but they made like Indy hartwell being like in control of austin theory being like Calm down. Like, come on now. When what's funny to me is I view Indy Hartwell as kind of like an iconic ditzy,
0: you know, <laughs> like, I don't like. Maybe Wait, not did itzy, you say but, iconic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's from <laughs> Australia also.
2: Yeah. Well, I definitely I, I said it from the I said it from a few months ago when I first started seeing her. I really think that she would fit right. She has that kind of iconic personality and stuff. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, you know. But this segment was cut off by Damien Priest, but he gets attacked by Carrying Cross. So I yeah, thought that was Karr- interesting because we thought maybe Damien Priest would be uh, or Carrying Cross would be going after Finn Balor,
2: but well, it I mean, seems like to...
0: yeah. I don't know. Priest- I mean, well, we don't know with that that
2: match or whatnot. Well, with Priest saying that, what he did, he definitely set himself up. I didn't expect it to happen that night. I thought maybe next week we would see
0: Cameron Cross attack Priest. Do you think it's possible that we see January 6th, Finn Balor versus Evil for the NXT Championship? That'd be cool. Two Bullet Club members?
2: That'd be really cool. I think that more likely we're going to get Damian Priest versus Karrion Cross on an NXT episode and then we'll get Balor versus Karrion Cross at that New Year's Evil
0: instead um, of
2: instead of Cross uh, Priest then. I feel like Cross Kross-Pri- and Cross Priest is going to happen sooner.
0: Well, later on we saw Leon Ruff asked about Damian Priest and his tag team match against Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory next week um, and because Damian Priest was out they didn't have a. He didn't have a partner, and Johnny Gargano walks in and he goes, "Hey, you could you could take us on two versus one." <laughs> Gargano and and uh, Theory leave, and Kushida steps up and offered his partnership. So maybe Kushida. I think we've said this. Maybe he'll be next in line for the North American Championship.
2: I hope so, but Kushida confuses me so much. Is he is he heel? Is he face? I don't know anymore. Is he just angry? Is he just angry at every opponent? I don't know what to feel about Kushida, but I do know what to feel about him being a great wrestler. And I think that North American Championship
0: would be great around his waist. Taking the pin out, Pete Dunne defeated Killian Dane in a match. Uh, Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch came out during this, but Drake Maverick. Uh, chased them off at first, but he turns his back on them and they ran back down, attacked Drake Maverick, which distracted Killian Dane. He went out after them. He gets in the ring. I believe he got kneed in the face. And then Pete Dunne hits him with the bitter end to win the match. This was another good match, though, a hard hitting match. Uh, I, I kind of missed the team of Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. It's yeah it's it's weird that they split them out after building them up well i don't think they, they didn't i don't they definitely well, they, didn't split, yeah, them, didn't up. split them up maverick was out yeah. here to, to stick up for Dane. yeah that's true that's true uh and then in the main event we saw raquel gonzalez defeat ember moon i think this was like the right decision if you're gonna build up raquel gonzalez
2: uh i totally agree with you i think that she deserves to be built up after being with Dakota Kai for a while. And, yeah, have her pick up that victory.
0: I liked when Ember Moon went for a uh, a crossbody, a running crossbody. Raquel just hits her with a big boot into her stomach.
2: Yeah, that was a really nice spot.
0: Something left over from TakeOver. I don't even know why it was still there. They left the, the pillars from the, the cage. Mm-hmm. And ember starts to climb up one of the pillars and gonzalez takes her off lawn darts her into the the ring post awesome spot and then raquel catches ember moon mid eclipse i thought that was awesome and eventually wins the match and then afterwards you saw tony storm come out goes to attack ember moon but rhea ripley's music hits she runs down and there's a stare-off between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. And Gonzalez backed off. Not the time, you know? I I'm
2: a, I like it. I'm a fan of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, after more- that, that was the end of NXT. Moving over to NXT UK really quickly. Uh, the Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin defeated Oliver Carter to retain the championship. So every time... Jordan Devlin will be having a match. It will be for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, over in the American side of the Cruiserweight Championship, uh, Kurt Stallion is the number one contender for Santo Escobar's Championship.
2: That's awesome.
0: We saw the debut of Noam Dar's Supernova Sessions, a new talk show, where he had the UK Heritage Cup Tournament winner A-Kid on. And Dar tried to get him to thank him for being his mentor. And A-Kid was just like, you're not my mentor. It's Tyler Bate. And then Tyler Bate returned, which was kind of spoiled by the WWE Network's thumbnail. But that's fine. Uh, And then Tyler Bate said that he wished that he was able to compete in the UK Heritage Cup tournament. And Dar kind of like, oh, like he's saying he could beat you. And then suggests A-Kid versus Tyler Bate, which ends up being the main event we saw um, after that. Isla Dawn defeats Zia Brookside with the distraction from Nina Samuels. Main event, though, A-Kid picks up the victory over Tyler Bate to retain the Heritage Cup tournament. This was under the British rules, like the tournament itself was. And I was surprised. I didn't think that the Heritage Cup was going to be defended at all.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of surprising that he lost on his return.
0: Yeah, that that's also a surprise. Um, but this was a really good match. So and and maybe you know two weeks or one week from now, people will finally be like, Oh, this was a good match. Mm-hmm. Where did you hear people say that it was a good match first? Right here on Market. And... <laughs> 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 but uh that was NXT UK. Moving over to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Uh, They opened up again with a 10-bell salute and a tribute to Pat Patterson, who passed away last week. Um, Unfortunately, this past week, Tom Lister Jr., tiny, uh, known to the wrestling world as Zeus, known to many people as Debo from Friday um passed away at the age of 62 yeah
2: very very unfortunate and you know it, it's always awful when stuff like that comes up and it's it's even more awful when it's really like back to back with things you know yeah like you yeah, have Pat Patterson Zeus uh, it's just very unfortunate
0: yeah, and uh, he started out as an actor. I, I would have to assume became a pro wrestler because of No Holds Barred, where he played yeah. Zeus opposite Hulk Hogan.
2: Yeah, that's got that got him into it.
0: Yeah, and then from then he's like, I mean, Debo is a very famous role yeah, from Friday yeah. and um, Friday After Next. Yeah. Or next Friday. Not Friday afternoon. Next Friday. Also, he played um, uh, Cassius in Little Nikki. Mm -hmm. Somewhat recently, he was a voice in Zootopia, in uh, Disney's Zootopia. So, our condolences go out to his friends and his family. Uh, Moving on to actual stuff on Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton opened it up to speak about the Firefly Funhouse, which gets cut off by Bray Wyatt hosting a game show called Let's Get Randy. Um, It was basically just to see how Randy Orton should be punished at TLC. Mm -hmm. And then Randy Orton challenged Bray Wyatt to a match on Monday Night Raw. After Um. that, We saw Asuka defeat Shayna Baszler. Uh, Nia Jax attacked Lana outside the ring, but Lana escaped it and pushed her into the the steel steps.
2: Yeah, very
0: um, interesting, but Lana's playing that like,
2: cat mouse game. Yeah, and then she um,
0: she went onto the ring apron, jumped onto Nia Jax who caught her and it looked like she was maybe going to get powerbombed through the uh, the announce table, but Lana reversed it with a, a Hurricane Rana into the announcer's table.
2: You know, I was hoping that she was going to go all Leo rush on Nia Jax and start <laughs> just you know, just jumping onto the barricade and then doing a little flip over Nia Jax and landing on her feet. Yeah, which c-
0: congratulations cool. to Leo Rush for being the actual demo god of Wednesday Night Wars. Wow. With, uh the, the challenge. MTV's the challenge. That's really cool. But uh, after Shayna Baszler was distracted with Lana and Nia Jax ringside, and Asuka unfortunately gets the victory with a stupid... Stupid, stupid schoolboy finish.
2: That schoolboy. I hate that schoolboy.
0: We literally saw that ending last week.
2: With Reckoning.
0: I think it's absolutely absurd. But next week, we're going to see Lana take on Nia Jax. Lana was uh, backstage later on saying she's absolutely not able to face Nia Jax. And Asuka... Kinda of gave her a pep talk, but uh that was that was ultimately it. And uh in regards to this to the distractions and the schoolboy finishes, Dana Brooke and Ricochet picked up the victory over Reckoning and Slapjack, where uh, Yeah, Reckoning getting that loss. Again, I, and I feel like not much even happened in this ring, in this ring, in this match. But, uh...
2: I thought Slabjack and Ricochet were good together.
0: I I, I, well, I, I mean, I think the match itself was good. It just... Mm-hmm. Nothing really happened in it.
2: It really didn't. And, unfortunately, we said last week that Reckoning needs to... Oh, um, it looks like she's keeping the mask on. Just right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I. You know, it just thinks that Reckoning picks up another loss. Ali gets so uh, annoyed that he actually leaves them in the ring.
0: Yeah, and he, Mustafa Ali yelled at both of them. Yeah. So, so very, again, yeah. we see him yelling at Reckoning. This time, Slapjack joins in because of his loss. Um, after that, we saw Kofi Kingston defeat Shelton Benjamin. Uh Shelton almost lost via count out, and when he got back in the ring, Kofi hits him with the trouble in Paradise to win, and Cedric Alexander, I think uh frantically I would say challenged Kofi Kingston to a, a, a another match. And I thought for sure maybe it was gonna be Kofi taking the victory here, but Cedric Alexander picked up the victory over Kofi Kingston. And this is not looking good for Cedric. <laughs> what do you mean? You know?
2: Well, in regards to her business, I think he's going to get hurt.
0: Because he picked up the victory and Shelton didn't?
2: Yeah. And then look at last week where he picked up the victory and he Over left. The woods. Yeah, he left uh, um, MVP and I believe it was in Benjamin in the ring while he was just celebrating up the ramp on his own. With him picking up the victory over Kofi and Kofi Hmm. just defeating Shelton, he's really – he's kind of like showing the veteran in the ring being Shelton. I didn't – I I don't think – I I, never put that together. So I kind of feel like it may be one of those where they kind of beat him down to teach him a lesson of his place. But also,
0: Kofi Kingston had an injured leg in this because of the Shelton-Benjamin match, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Cedric was able to work that injury throughout the match. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'm not sure if it happened during the Shelton match or if it happened during the the Cedric match. I can't remember. But uh, Cedric now has those wins over Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. So that'll probably end up getting the Hurt Business a tag team championship shot Mm -hmm. again yeah next
2: up but well, earlier
0: i was gonna say yeah. earlier in the night keith lee uh accused sheamus of being dishonest and said that the whole locker room knows that he'll eventually be turning on Drew mcintyre um but we saw a miss tv segment also earlier in the night with aj styles it was aj styles talking about becoming the wwe champion at tlc and then they made fun of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus' accents. Um, Sheamus cuts this off. Drew McIntyre came out. They brawled a little bit, but I really didn't think this Miz TV needed to happen.
2: Yeah, sometimes I feel like the Miz TV segments, and even the the KO show, sometimes it feels like they just toss them together just well, as mm, fillers.
0: For Well, for the most part, I... I don't mind a Miz TV segment or something, but they advertised AJ Styles, the Miz and John Morrison versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in a handicap match for Monday night raw. So Mm -hmm. why does something that's already set up need more setup? Is why I I like that's, I just don't. Yeah.
2: Why set up what's already set up? I I totally get that. I, I think it's just to pick up space and I guess remind fans as to why they're having this matchup and see if they can get Miz and AJ to kind of throw some more salt on the wound or uh, like the fire within Sheamus and
0: McIntyre just a little bit more before that match. And that's what I felt like Monday Night Raw was like, it was very Orton and Bray heavy. Mm hmm. And then it was very Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Miz, Morrison, and AJ Styles heavy. I mean, which, let's face
2: it, those are the big storylines of Monday Night Raw right now. Yeah,
0: but if I'm watching wrestling, I don't need to see them in like three out of the, what, I don't know, ten segments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I I get that. But we Um, did see AJ Styles pick up the victory in that match with Miz Morrison defeating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, There were some cool things in this match. John Morrison's always so impressive in the ring. Yeah. Um, uh, But the the double fallaway slam that Sheamus and, and Drew McIntyre did to John Morrison where he landed over the announce table in a chair. That was a cool spot. I, I feel think. like that didn't like happen on purpose. I don't know. But I then think it might up... be a happy accident. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: But then you have Seamus hitting McIntyre back. Today.
0: accidentally. Yes, hits yeah, Drew know. McIntyre with that bro kick. AJ Styles hits the phenomenal forearm, and he picks up the victory over Seamus. Backstage after that, Seamus was asked about the bro kick. Uh, And it kind of seemed like they were uh, leaning more towards the Sheamus did that on purpose Mm -hmm. aspect of it. And Sheamus is just worried about him and Drew McIntyre getting into a fight. He's like, I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. They cut to commercial and they come back. McIntyre and Sheamus are already brawling. Yeah, and Sheamus was
2: very adamant that he didn't do it on purpose and this, but he knew that a fight was going to happen. And then, yeah, that brawl took place, and you had everybody in the back uh, instigating and cheering <laughs> I, them on. And... I thought
0: it was really funny that Drew Gulak was standing there filming.
2: I, I I didn't understand why nobody was breaking them up, though.
0: Well, Pat Buck tried to break it up, and when they stopped fighting each other, they both of them put Pat Buck through a table.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they just... Walked away, gonna go grab a beer together. Yeah, so that's similar to what we saw with Cesaro and Sheamus eventually. Mm-hmm. Um Never saw that with Oni and Danny Burch to my knowledge, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still looks like they're friends right now. So, yeah. Uh, next match we saw was Bobby Lashley defeating Jeff Hardy. Not, uh not sure we needed this one.
2: Just a filler. Didn't do anything for me.
0: But Riddle tried to get Jeff Hardy to become a tag team with him, which I popped. He's like, "We could be the Hardy Bros," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny. And all throughout the the whole the throughout the whole night, Riddle tried to get people to eat his bro nuts. Yeah. Um, not sure. Creative thought that through, but uh, <laughs> I, MVP... I have a feeling that they did. <laughs> <laughs> but MVP got up on the ring apron during this and uh, Riddle ran down to, to make the save and help Jeff Hardy out. But Lashley still won the match. Um, The
2: conclusion of Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt ended up going to
0: a no contest, which I have to say, I'm kind of disappointed because monday night raw advertised that randy orton will be inviting himself to the firefly funhouse yeah and we saw the the firefly funhouse segment in the beginning when bray wyatt had that game show and accepted randy orton's challenge but randy orton never made it to the firefly funhouse
2: mm-hmm.
0: i don't Think we're gonna get a Firefly Funhouse match at TLC? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. But I, and I don't think I would be against it. Would you do it so quickly though? Well, I mean, it's I not. Mean we, it's not super quick.
2: No, but we just had John Cena at WrestleMania with it back in April.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's we, eight, had, eight we had eight months time, ago. But,
2: but it's not like Undertaker had a casket match or a buried alive match or Inferno match so quickly together. You know, maybe there has to be some time in between those ma- Firefly Funhouse matches, even though we really want to see it. Maybe give a little bit more space.
0: What do you uh, think? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I thought we were going to see an RNN news update, a Randy news Network update (laughs) on Monday.
2: Well, I mean, he needs his match versus the
0: fiend first. And also the, the whole, like, let's wait a little bit before we Mm -hmm. do another one of these matches. Mm -hmm. One of the most infamous matches in the WWE's history would be a hell in a cell match. Yeah. They did three of them. First of all, they did two of them, and I think in the span of a week. And then the third one was like two months later. Yeah. So it's not like, well, I mean, I, well, no, because I mean, Undertaker wasn't involved in all three of them. He was in only two of them, but I mean, Mm -hmm. Bray Wyatt is, I, I don't see why he couldn't be in that. Yeah, I, I think that there has there would be a different match for them
2: for now. And then maybe at some point, there is that Firefly Funhouse in there.
0: So, during the match, we saw some Fiend gimmicks happen uh, towards the end of Monday Night Raw. And just as Randy Orton pinned Bray Wyatt, the lights go out. When they come back on, it's the red light. Fiend was underneath Randy Orton. And he Really.
2: Yeah, really quick, too. This had to have been a, a cut scene or something. Yeah, it
0: was definitely a pre-tape. Like, you, you have to be a dummy to believe that Bray Wyatt's some <laughs> master illusionist or whatever. You never know. I mean, they do have those rip-away t-shirts. You no. ever see those? No, 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 no. <laughs> Bray Wyatt did not change that quickly. Mm-hmm. But he had the mandible claw locked on Randy Orton to end the show. I
2: thought the end was was great, and um, one of these days I really want to see somebody get locked in that mandible claw and somebody puke, kind of like what they used to do with mankind. They
0: do you used remember to that? Puke?
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember. I think it was maybe been Billy Gunn, and then a, a jobber, I believe. <laughs> like when they when he first started to do it to really get the move over and stuff. They actually had that uh once or twice
0: have you uh by any chance ever put the mandible claw on yourself? I
2: want to say yes,
0: it hurts. I know you've done that to me before, <laughs> but no, I have not actually locked in a mandible claw yeah like it like you could do it where you push in the the little gap underneath your jaw mm-hmm. Where it's like that that space that's empty. Mm -hmm. And then you put your two fingers underneath your tongue and you push down and up. So now why did you do this to yourself? I think...
2: Because I'm going to assume that you did it to yourself after saying all this.
0: (laughs) Well, no. I think I heard... I don't know if I heard Mick Foley talk about it or if I heard somebody else talking about the actual move itself. And I'm like... I never really thought, like, how exactly you apply it to make it actually hurt. Mm-hmm. And I I went and did it, and I was like, oh, God, this <laughs> does hurt. Because <laughs> it's like, really, oh, it's the only, it. it's like, how many other submission moves can you do to yourself? You can't really do <laughs> any other submission moves. Did you tap out? I didn't. I
2: passed out. Oh, jeez. Did you at least do the, like the the arm raise three times, or were you just passed out right away?
0: No, I was passed out, knocked out cold right away. Woke Jeez. up, I was in a different country. That's scary. Yeah. Are you going to do it again at any point, or no? That was like a one-time... I don't know. I mean, during COVID, I don't want to necessarily wake up in a different country. That's true. <laughs> That's true.
2: You may be stuck there, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, so don't mandible claw yourself again.
0: Yeah, but uh, now we are going to say goodbye to you. Goodbye. And I'm going to continue on with SmackDown by myself, which opens with a contract signing between Sasha Banks and Carmella for their match at TLC. Or it was supposed to. The contract wasn't in the folder because Carmella had it, who was backstage. Uh, She had her sommelier deliver the contract to Sasha Banks, and then Sasha Banks laid out the challenge to Carmella to have the match on SmackDown rather than at TLC, and then Sasha attacked the Sommelier. First match of SmackDown, we saw Dolph Ziggler defeat Montez Ford. Before the match, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode were said to have said that the Street Profits were too funny to make money, Basically, Uh, Robert Rude tried to get involved in this match at one point, but Angelo Dawkins got in the ring and then the street profits music hit and solo cups started raining ringside, which I thought was funny. And I guess it kind of plays into them being funny. Uh, I am happy to see blue solo cups finally, now that they're on SmackDown but later on in the match, Robert Roode attacked Angelo Dawkins ringside. Dolph Ziggler was able to take advantage of that. He knocked uh, Montez Ford off the top rope, hits him with a super kick, and picks up that victory. After that, we saw Sami Zayn backstage kind of hassling a t-shirt person or a merch guy why he doesn't have a t-shirt, asking why he doesn't have one. Biggie steps up. Who has a brand new t-shirt? Cuts him off and had Apollo Cruz show Sami Zayn a new t-shirt for Sami Zayn. And it was a stick figure shirt, which I thought it reminded me of uh El Generico's old t-shirt. And I kind of feel like if they pushed Sami Zayn properly, um uh, I feel like that t-shirt in exactly how it looked, uh, I feel like it would. I think it would sell on WWE Shop. But Sami Zayn goes to the ring and spoke about how he doesn't get any respect and how he deserves to have merchandise and this part caught me off guard. He brought up how WWE for the past week celebrated Pat Patterson so much and how the current Intercontinental Champion gets treated so terribly. Uh and then Sami Zayn Picked up the victory over Big E via countout. It turned into a cat and mouse chase around the ringside area. Uh, Big E getting caught behind the, the commentary chairs was, I guess, funny. It probably wasn't supposed to happen. But this they go under the ring. Uh, Big E chases Sami Zayn under there. Zayn was able to get in at the last second. And I don't know why, but I thought Sami Zayn was going to win by cheating. Not that he cheated to win here, but I just had a feeling that there was going to be some sort of cheap victory with Sami Zayn there, and that turned out to be that. After that, backstage, we saw Bayley cut a promo, uh, basically wishing Carmella good luck in the match uh, later on. And then she turned her attention to Bianca Belair, who showed up behind her with receipts about who she's... Uh, defeated in the in recent history, Belair puts herself over, puts Bailey down. Nothing really came of that, but um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a. I don't know. I feel like we don't really see women in the kickoff matches of TLC ever, but maybe that'll be a kickoff match. We saw Carmella being interviewed, and she said that she made Sasha Banks relevant. And basically said that she'll be the one to win later on. After that, we saw Kevin Owens come to the ring while Roman Reigns and Jay Uso were backstage talking. Jay volunteered to go get him. And that took absolutely forever for Jay Uso to get out there. Kevin Owens was able to take out a table, a ladder, and chairs. Set them all up and cut a promo about the table, ladders, and chairs. And Jey Uso gets out there finally, attacks Kevin Owens from behind, hits his knee. And Kevin Owens was able to fight back, puts Jey Uso through a a table with a pop-up powerbomb. And then Roman Reigns came out, but he leaves. Kevin Owens hobbled backstage with a chair after him. Uh, Roman Reigns ends up attacking him from behind. And he spoke directly to Kevin Owens' family right through the camera and told them to talk some sense into Kevin Owens. Otherwise, he's going to be the reason why they're not getting food anymore or something like that, if I'm remembering correctly. The next matchup, we saw the Riot Squad defeat Billy Kay and Natalia. Natty was, I guess, a surprise partner. I was hoping for a bigger surprise partner. This this stemmed from uh, talking smack last week. I just don't know who a bigger surprise partner would be there. But the match, I thought, got a little bit sloppy. At one point, it looked like Natalia was supposed to fall off the ring apron and get accidentally bumped off by Billy Kay. Turned out to not really happen as planned. Um... And then there was a weird finish uh, where Ruby Riot did like a a lap around the ring before pinning Billy Kay. Where I assume she did that because maybe Natalia wasn't not maybe she thought Natalia wasn't knocked off the ring apron. So, uh, if I make sense of that like that, I think it's a, a pretty good like real life spot. But uh, I don't know not not great not a great match and uh i like all four women so i don't know what happened there but after that we saw Chad Gable and Otis in a training vignette followed by a backstage interview where Chad Gable kind of poked fun at Otis's weight and then Otis kind of poked fun at Gable's being uh Gable's height and then Nakamura and Shin and Shinsuke and Cesaro cut him off, cut them off and make fun of Chad Gable's height. Which leads into Nakamura and Cesaro defeating Chad Gable and Otis. Throughout the whole match, we saw Chad Gable kind of giving Otis orders and pointers, I guess, about when to tag him in. And at one point, instead of letting Otis hit the Caterpillar... He made him tag out. Cesaro catches Chad Gable with the big swing and Nakamura hits him with the Kinshasa to win. And uh, I liked seeing Chad Gable and Cesaro in this match together. Afterwards, backstage, Chad Gable told Otis that he didn't really want Otis to tag out. And it was just a test. Otis should have finished the match. And he said that it was fine that Otis failed. Because there's always room for improvement with the Alpha system. After that, we saw King Corbin backstage talking with the Forgotten Sons. He was being he got interviewed and he dubbed them the Knights of the Lone Wolf. And then he put out a warning to the Mysterio family. Not much else to say about that, but the main event of the evening saw Carmella defeat Sasha Banks via disqualification. So Sasha Banks retains the SmackDown Women's Championship. I have to assume that their match at TLC will still happen. But overall, I thought this was a, a good match. I liked Carmella hitting the X-Factor on the apron at one point, and I this was Carmella's first match back since I believe April. So, it was there was no like ring rust or anything whatsoever for Carmella. So, uh the match comes to an end when Carmella has the, the code of silence locked in on Sasha Banks. Banks reverses it into the uh, the bank statement. And then the Somalier gets involved. He, pu- he throws a bottle of champagne into the ring, which distracts the referee. And then he pulled Sasha Banks out of the ring. She was furious, so she obviously gets back into the ring, does not listen to the referee's five count, just angrily stomps Carmella in the corner. Sasha Banks attacks the Somalier, and then Carmella attacks Sasha Banks and smashed the bottle of champagne over Sasha's back to end SmackDown. Uh, all in all, decent show. Obviously, could have been a lot better. But this was the first show in the new Tropicana Field Thunderdome and uh, it looked exactly the same, which kind of uh, surprised me, but I thought maybe it would look exactly the same based off of the pictures that we saw earlier in the week. But yeah, that was SmackDown. Now we're going to take a quick ad break and we'll be right back here on Marking Out.
1: Support for Markin' Out comes from Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered
0: tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up, untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0.
1: I've used so many store-bought buzzers before and they never do the trick. Every single time my chestnuts get, uh, you know, nicked and cut up and it's not fun at all, especially during the holiday season.
0: That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower
1: 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season.
0: It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice. Down there. And don't use the same criminal on your
1: face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. And that's why I got two of them.
0: The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant under your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and
1: stinky balls, I'm thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is
0: attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 Get
1: 20% off and free shipping With the code REGARDLESS That's 1 At manscaped.com Your balls will thank you Get 20% off and free shipping With the code REGARDLESS That's 2 At manscaped.com That's 20% off and free shipping At manscaped.com
0: And use the code REGARDLESS That's 3 Clean up your nuts And make Santa proud this year Ho 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 and back on marking Out, Pro
1: Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. If you want your balls to jingle this holiday season underneath your Christmas tree, uh, go to manscaped.com, use the coupon code REGARDLESS, save 20% off and free shipping. You know what I'm putting in everybody uh, on the male side of my family in their stockings here?
0: What's Ball that? wipes. Oh.
1: put putting ball wipes in there. It's going to be great. Uh, So, yeah, you can put ball wipes in your family member's stockings, too. Go to manscaped.com, use the coupon code REGARDLESS, and save 20% off and free shipping. And it was a crazy week in professional wrestling last week, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. As we go to Tuesday night, Impact Wrestling. Uh, The show started off with a bus
0: showing up. Yeah, almost thought it was a gif of the bus that they had posted on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh it, they show the AEW video package to recap Kenny Omega winning the AEW championship and Don Callis' involvement there, which was kind of crazy to hear Jim Ross's voice on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it's great. First match of the evening, though, we saw Chris Sabin defeat Josh Alexander. Um, Sabin used a quick roll-up to win Which I wasn't a big fan of I'm never a big fan of those quick roll-ups um, But This kind of I think will further feed into what I said last week Where it looked like Josh Alexander Wanted nothing to do with what Ethan Page was saying
1: was A split up of the North you could say You know there's all those reports that Saying that Ethan Page is, uh, doesn't have a contract With Impact after this last set of tapings So um,
0: It'll be a real this, shame if they split
1: I know, because they were the best tag team of this year. Despite yeah. what all the marks think.
0: Despite what PWI says, yeah. FTR, not not even top five. Not, not even close. Uh, after that, we saw Moose and Chris Bay, where Chris Bay tried to uh, go over strategy for their tag team match. Moose kind of wasn't having any of it. Uh, which then leads into a Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone AEW ad. I love this. But like, can you maybe admit that Tony Khan was maybe the most unnatural forms of a human?
1: <laughs> I don't care. I uh, listen. I'm not listen. Listen, you, Mister Unforms on, on of a human, trying to do cooking with Brandon, filming with you. I thought this was hilarious. I thought I thought it was supposed to be cheeky. Um, somebody met, this week mentioned it was like those old school '80s, um, wrestling. Um, well, that's, you know. yeah,
0: that's what AEW, they've had these before, but I just don't know why you would have, I well, no, I, yes, I completely understand if it was like legit where AEW was giving impact money for that ad time, but storyline wise or whatever, or actually company wise, I don't understand why you would have uh, another owner's company, another company's owner go onto your program and, and say their tag team champions are better than your tag team champions.
1: It's part, that just, of the, it's part of the thing. You're supposed to hype up your – what, are you just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, listen, the Good Brothers are good. Oh, uh, yeah, the Good Brothers are ten times better than no Young Bucks. No, he's hyping up his own – he's supposed to do those things. As an owner, you're supposed to think that you're – you think Vince McMahon would go on something else and be like, oh, yeah, uh, the New Day, they're not that great. No, he'd be like, the New Day are the best tag team in the world.
0: Yeah, but I'm, like from a company standpoint, why would Impact accept that? I'm, I mean we already because know. they're, no, letting, they're in Because they're letting Cahoots. Don Cahoots. Callis go on
1: their show. And hype up their guys, too.
0: I don't, Callis didn't hype up anybody from Impact.
1: I know, but uh, but what when, when Don Callis first appeared and they had, uh, as the lower third, it said, EV, uh, uh, whatever it is, Executive Vice President of Impact Wrestling. Yeah.
0: They let him do that. Well, that's well, what his is. title is. I, I just have to assume that maybe this is going to be leading to Young Bucks versus Good Brothers
1: probably but Has all in all be. i love this i love this i thought it was cheeky i loved the the rib they made at impact wrestling it's like oh yeah tony you were at a uh, impact wrestling <laughs> he's like yep for one day and then i quit the business for 18 years and it was yeah. so like subtle
0: and I'm he bad. was that's do, why I it was great do you, you don't remember tony Schiavone on impact do you
1: for the one day no I apparently got blonde hair
0: yeah it was the weirdest thing it wasn't like fully blonde but it was like like weird Just highlights yep Kind of like frosted tips, but kind of like, just like a lighter Tony Schiavone hair color, I guess. Okay. But it was like, it's the weirdest segments. Like to put perspective, Percy Pringle was involved. (laughs) Okay. So that was even more weird. But after this, we saw Brian Myers defeat TJP. And I fully expected TJP to win this match just to uh, kind of embarrass Brian Myers if he lost.
1: But he didn't. He hits the clothesline line from Stanford for the win.
0: Yeah, and then afterwards, Rohit Raju made fun of TJP for losing, and uh, I think he announced the final uh, defeat Rohit challenge will be have happening. A final resolution?
1: Yeah, I yeah, I believe I believe you're right on that one. I remember. Um,
0: but I don't know how it's going to end with TJP winning. I don't know he's if gonna he's going to be suicide. Yeah, that's. I mean, we've probably we've been saying that for a bit now.
1: Yeah. For a hot minute, as the kids kids like to say.
0: After that, we saw Jake and Cody backstage, and he was just Cody was just saying to to Jake that it's not a we on Impact, it's not a we anymore. That night is is about me. I need to prove this. Eric Young goes on to defeat Cody Deaner, uh, the with, pile driver, a yeah, sweet sweet pile driver. Joe Doring, cousin Jake, both ringside. Doring takes Jake out afterwards, and. Uh, I kind of wish that, like, during the match or something, they made mention as to why Jake and Cody had that segment where it's, like, not we, it's me. They didn't really because go he, over.
1: Because they said, I think they believe they said it on commentary. Like, these guys back in the day, Eric Young, Cody Deaner used to, you know, run the roads together. You know, Cody Deaner. was. I missed that then. Yeah, he was, like, so beloved in Canada. You know, he him and Eric Young got their starts together. That's why it's a, it's a, an about me thing.
0: So Eric Young and and uh, Joe Doring were gonna beat both of them up, and Rhino makes the save
1: with a really interesting looking lead lead pipe. Can you think It's like he <laughs> took it off of some plumbing because he had the the elbow <laughs> joints there on both sides. I was just like, "Wow!" I'm like, "That's like a no mercy style lead yes, pipe." Yes,
0: wow, that's right, yeah. That's to Get back to that. We saw Tommy dreamer and Johnny Bravo backstage. Tommy had the kendo stick and, uh, went up to Larry D and said that he shouldn't be a free man. And then it was proposed to dreamer that Larry D will face Tommy dreamer at final resolution, where if he beats Tommy dreamer, he walks as a free man. And if not, he goes to jail. So I can only assume we're going to be seeing Larry D going to jail. (laughs) I don't see. I don't think we're seeing
1: Larry D go to jail. You don't
0: think so. But we still, he still claims innocence, even though he uh, announced at the, the court hearing that it was him who shot Johnny Bravo. Yeah. So I still think there was some sort of cahoots with the, uh, with the uh, Rosemary gimmick with Lawrence D.
1: Yeah. Uh, But Tommy dreamer was not done there because he uh, also met Scott Demore in his office Tommy says he's kind of worried about the, uh, about Kenny Omega and Don Callis being there.
0: Yeah. Demore is so funny. I think during those backstage segments, I, th- I think
1: he's, I think he's a great on air piece to impact wrestling.
0: Yeah.
1: You need that like authority figure there,
0: but I don't even think I, I don't see him as an authority figure though, even though he is, he's just like, I don't know. He's like a goofy, like a goofball kind of yeah. trying to be serious, but he can't really be serious. Cause it's Scott Demore.
1: Uh, next up, Wise, you have Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie uh, defeat Kimberly and Deanna Purrazzo to advance to the next round in the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament. Um, I was really expecting Diana Purrazzo and Kimberly to win
0: this. I was not. Really? I was hoping that Rosemary and Taya would win this, and I almost feel like they're going to wind up as champions. You think so? I almost I'd think, think so. And
1: Natasha and, Steele and Kira Hogan. Well... I think they're the more, like...
0: I think because Rosemary and Taya are more established. Okay. Um, However, this could still tie into the who shot Johnny Bravo thing.
1: Why? Ooh, okay.
0: Because he still... Bravo still walks around with Mundo. He does. And he was still involved with Rosemary. That kind of went nowhere so far. It's a mystery up in the air. So, but... During the match, De- Deanna Prazo accidentally kicked Kimberly and Rosemary hit her with that wing clipper to win the match. So I think uh, that they could end up being champions. And afterwards, Deanna Perrazzo yells at Scott Diamore and he told her to focus on the knockouts championship now and put the title on the line for some reason against Rosemary at final resolution. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Cause she's in a tag team match. And now it's like, they flipped it. Yeah. But we saw Tennille backstage. Uh, she was with Alicia and Alicia was like, I don't have time for you guys. And Caleb with a K told Alicia that she's out of the team. So I don't know what they're going to do there with, because they're in the, the knockouts tag team tournament, I believe. Maybe
1: K. Impact has a a report um, uh, history of doing intergender matches. Maybe Caleb with a K finally gets him in ring
0: time. Yeah. and is Tenille's, uh partner. And I think we have. I, I think I think He's Eric Young was a Knockouts champion. What? I think Eric Young might have been a Knockout tag team champion.
1: Maybe
0: not positive. But after that, we saw Sammy Callahan in the ring speaking about being the best. He brings up the baseball bat incident that kind of went viral.
1: Yeah, it, it it uh it did go. I don't say want to say it went viral. I, I don't know it if went, it was
0: on TMZ viral, but it was like a huge thing in professional wrestling that everybody yeah, tuned that, in. You know,
1: everyone thought he was unsafe, and then you know, Sami Callahan made lots of money off of that.
0: Yeah. So he hits. Uh, he brought up the the baseball bat segment where he hit Eddie Edwards in the eye. Alicia came out to distract Sammy and from behind Eddie Edwards took out Sammy Callahan and uh,
1: reigniting this feud. I'm about it.
0: What's interesting here though, is that Alicia told Eddie Edwards that now that we've taken care of your problem, you need to help me with my problem. So I don't know what her problem is, but we shall see. We should main event we saw Chris Bay and Moose defeat Willie Mack and Rich Swan. Uh, i think this was a good match going into final resolution to give Chris Bay some momentum for the championship match against Rich Swan. yeah cuz it's this uh, final resolution is this uh, saturday i believe so yeah i
1: pitched voice uh
0: which is crazy they somebody posted that this was the uh this is the third time in wrestling history, where two African American champions were facing, uh, two African Americans were facing off in the main event of a, a company for the championship. First yeah. one being Rock versus uh, Booker T SummerSlam 2001. Second time I think it was uh, who was it Lashley versus Moose maybe for awesome. Impact. So this was the second time this is happening in Impact. Um, but they, after this match, they did a segment where Rich Swan couldn't leave the building because he wasn't on the list because I liked it. Kenny Omega it was, I, had I it blocked it off. Better. I, I, it. I hope this leads to Rich Swann, maybe showing up on a dynamite to beat up Kenny Omega. I really don't see that happening. And if it did, I assume because he's the impact champion, he'd be beaten down and not treated as champion. Oh yeah, of course. But That's what happens when you do cross promotion with a big company. Yeah. Uh, But the end segment that had 50,000 people tuned into Twitch. uh, Did you
1: see this on Twitch at the time? Because I know you watch on Twitch.
0: I did. First of all, the whole night. I don't know why an AEW fan or anybody would expect Kenny Omega to be anywhere but the closing segment.
1: Well, I mean well yeah, well to sting with the night, was the halfway segment, but that was a huge surprise. So. Is his
0: nickname the closer? Or is that No. Not?
1: <laughs> Kenny Omega's the cleaner.
0: Oh the cleaner. Harry? Right. <laughs> but uh yeah, but they were arguing the whole night, crapping all over impact wrestling. It was ridiculous. And
1: I heard like Matthew from Pachamandi was posting. He goes, "Yeah, all night long that everybody was just uh, yelling at each other, and then they played the Scott Steiner promo." And everybody yeah, at one point like
0: they played the Steiner math, and everyone was like,
1: "Thirty-three to 33 to 30 percent chance." <laughs> I loved it. I was wa- I was watching so, but like, uh, and I like the fact that Impact Wrestling because it's it was and you mentioned it on Twitter. There's all these AEW guys that were in T- TNA and they were playing.
0: All of their old clips. Yeah, I miss Melissa Santos doing the commercial breaks. Uh, I don't think they needed to play the Bucks versus Motor City Machine Guns again. They just literally did that last week.
1: Yeah, but it was a different match.
0: But no, it was the same match, I thought. It It was the the ladder match with the table on the top where it ends up there. But I also don't think... uh, Because there was... I mean, there was a point... They weren't all uh, AEW guys. Because there was AJ Highlighted. Kurt Angle yeah, was highlighted whole, like,
1: random fans that like got in the rings like hey AJ, yeah. What's up?
0: <laughs> yeah but so... vote
1: for my podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny Omega Don Callis and Josh Matthews end the show on a tour bus Um, they changed the nameplate of the AEW championship from John Moxley to Kenny Omega Kenny finally gets to the reason why he was at Impact I have no idea Still, I have no idea why he mentioned Lex Luger.
1: Because he was on a bus. Maybe he's gonna be like Lex Luger and and drive around. See, that's the thing. He
0: brings up the Lex Express, but then he also kind of teased other stuff with Lex Luger, where to where it had me thinking. There's no way in hell Lex Luger showing up in AEW at all. But it had me thinking maybe Kenny Omega was going to interrupt Sting, because that's Lex Luger interrupted Sting on the first Nitro with That's uh like that he showed up there, Brandon. I'm sorry I, well I just had to try to you know the 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 gif of Charlie Day with the always sunny where he's trying to figure everything out
1: I sent that uh in a group text message this week actually for work
0: <laughs> I was just trying to make relevance in my head as to why he said Lex Luger okay outside of the bus True. but Ultimately, Kenny Omega's announcement was that he had an even bigger announcement on Dynamite. But well, I I don't want to go like to that.
1: I want to go to Don Callis. Oh, I and thought you were going to
0: go to Dean Ambrose and Tough Enough.
1: <laughs> no. Why was I going there?
0: Well, that was mentioned. That's what uh, Omega had said.
1: Yeah, because they just ripped apart Josh Matthews. But they did it. in like, And I was listening to Busted Open this week, and Bully Ray had made a great point. It's like, they... Used that line too many times. It's like, yeah, Stanford. It's like, and then at the end of that, okay, go back to Stanford now. Mm. But and then if you look in the earlier in the night in the dynamite promo that they did with Tony Khan, they made one mention to Tony Schiavone, and it was like, it was a, it was a zinger, you know? Right. Which just it, like, yeah, he's a Stanford guy, and they're like, yeah, go back to Stanford. Like, y- y- use that once. Mm. You well, I, I thought I... Knock, if you want to make a subtle knock at a company, use it once. Don't do it seventy-five times um but i was honestly don Callis enthralled
0: yeah Callis was really good i at that. sat
1: there and i was texting with anthony um of lost becomes new music out today great tweet by the way hashtag new music
0: probably. oh yeah <laughs> definitely i mean take... that's it's that's what people do right
1: can't, can't even tag them Come
0: on. well i didn't but, i don't know I just, that's but what anyway like do. i was
1: sitting there and i was talking to anthony I'm like I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I am so hungry. I want to get up and get my Zorns right now, but I'm so enthralled by everything Don Callis had to say. And just his, he's like, he's like, I left the business for 12 years. Do you think I came back just to, you know, do a podcast? He goes, no, he could And he like kind of brought everything to light. You know, they bring out the picture of Don Callis with the original Sheik. It was, it was good. And then, you know, and then it, made you kind of hate Kenny. Like, yeah, I'm in part... Like Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Omega's awesome in the ring. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a big Kenny Omega fan. He's awesome in the ring. Not my style of wrestler, but just the way that he presented himself now just makes you just hate him.
0: And it's really funny because the his big announcement being that he had an even bigger announcement on Dynamite had the Twitch chat furious... And
1: that's what he's supposed to be doing.
0: But what sucks about that is that the one who took the shot was really impact. I had to sit through this garbage program for two hours, blah, blah, blah. And all he did was say, I have a bigger announcement on Wednesday. Screw this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, brother, HLS, hook, line, and sinker. It's Carney 101. You bought it. Bam roasted to you. Big, big Bam Roasted. Yeah. Moving over to AEW Dynamite. Like we had said last week, the show apparently was not supposed to end with Kenny Omega winning the championship. It was supposed to end with Eddie Kingston, which is why he was on commentary that quick little second. Uh, but AEW posted footage of a brawl with Lance Archer that included Butcher and the Blade as well as the Lucha Bros, um... That happened after Kenny won the title, Eddie Kingston at one point unzips his hoodie to reveal a Team Taz t-shirt and then zips it back up. And I I don't know if he like maybe didn't realize he was wearing a Team Taz t-shirt or if they were teasing that they'll be joining Team Taz. No, I think he was just Eddie Kingston being Eddie Kingston. Um, but we get on to this week's programming. It opens up with a non-title match. The Young Bucks, not a surprise, pick up the victory over TH2.
1: I was not a fan of this match at all. It was I felt like Jim Cornette. It was spot monkey fest.
0: It seemed a little robotic. Okay. Um, they brawled before the bell. I um, Also, at one point, Matt Jackson powerbombed Jack Evans onto the acclaimed. I liked... Even though this was kind of something goofy that you would see on the indies, I still enjoyed the spot um, where Jack Evans used the referee to step up into a Poison Rana. Okay. So that's kind of like an indie spot there. But uh, the Acclaimed afterwards went to go attack the Young Bucks and SCU stopped them. So next week, we're going to be seeing the Acclaimed versus Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky. So that's really dope.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, really dope. yeah, we saw a Darby Allen vignette. He was doing Rorschach tests, and one of them was Sting's face paint. Sting confirmed. Uh, after that, we saw Tony interviewing, uh, Cody, or he was going to interview Cody about Sting. And Sting came out. Would you like to do that, uh, Tony Shivani gimmick again? I think it's gonna be,
1: <laughs> and, and i marked real hard when Sting asked him to do it, but I'll do it again. It's... Sting!
0: arn anderson went up into sting's face just to I have to make sure this is real
1: <laughs> i loved it he's just like you guys you guys do your thing i'm just gonna go back so later.
0: arn leaves and tony goes well I, I mean i really shouldn't be here then and he goes to leave even though tony is the goddamn interviewer <laughs> but he I, he was, goes I, to leave it's
1: so funny when sting was like oh hey come over here tony tony's like uh <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so Sting kind of Sting thing. was kind of being like a big mark on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, so uh, it was funny to see that. But Cody thanked him for assisting him last week and said that he's been waiting to share a ring with him for a long time. And Sting's like, "Well, I'm not here for you." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the uh, the spotlight was put on Darby Allen, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, my God." And uh, that was the end of that segment. But watching this segment with Sting, I was like, I kind of feel like Jim Carrey could play Sting in a movie.
1: You're 100% right. I was like. Because I noticed like nuances of like every type of Sting, like crazy TNA Sting, you know, Sting from uh, his terrible run in WWE, Sting from, you know, early on, you know, Surfer Sting.
0: Yeah. And it was like. I kind of want to see that. And he had like the, I mean, Jim Carrey and Sting kind of have a similar voice. Yeah. But we saw Team Taz backstage. They spoke about beating up Cody looking and Darby real Allen. Tough. Say it again? Especially looking real
1: tough, especially Hook. Hook
0: was yeah. the most tough one. They, yeah, they had Taz's son. we I don't think we even mentioned that last week or, or was it two weeks ago, maybe? I think last week with Hook being with them now. No longer yeah. a nightmare family trainee. Yeah, now the you going to hard
1: dojo.
0: Yeah. Uh, match up next. We saw FTR defeat the Varsity Blondes. This was the match I was most looking forward to.
1: I thought this was a better tag team match than the Young Bucks TH2 match.
0: Yeah, that uh, clothesline at one point to Brian Pillman Jr. They, they left.
1: You know, they let the Varsity Blondes get some advantage and get them, you know, gave them a little bit of a shine, especially being in there with a team like FTR. Yeah. I thought Griff Garrison looked great when he had his big uh, fire up after he got that tag in from uh, Brian Pillman.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was really cool to actually hear Jim Ross talk about Brian Pillman Sr. Yes. Like there's a difference between making reference to a WWE guy just to like make reference to it and then somebody's actual father where you have history with them. So, I thought that was really cool to hear that. Um, After the match, FTR got into the faces of Jurassic Express for some reason. So, I'm assuming we're going to see them next
1: week. Jurassic, whatever
0: his name is, Luchasaurus, is a very intimidating uh,
1: person. So, you want to.
0: FTR, I don't care. FTR does not care.
1: FTR, no, no hair, no flair. Yeah, no. sure.
0: But, uh, Alex <laughs> but, uh, Marvez interviewed Adam page afterwards at the bar. Of course,
1: this is this, uh, promo was a highlight of my, the night for me.
0: And he was talking about how Adam page doesn't have a tag team, par- doesn't have tag team partners for the, I guess they're doing a trios match next week. Yes. Uh, and Johnny and Alex pop up from behind the bar wearing cowboy hats, little tiny Woody cowboy hats. And, uh, Adam Page, they were like, you don't have partners, you have no other option here, and Adam Page finally accepts it, so next week we're going to be seeing the Beaver Boys teaming up with uh, Adam Page, or the Dark Order, he's like, I'm not joining Dark Order, don't try to get me to drink your Kool-Aid, I don't think he said that, but... no. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I, I popped for that.
1: I listened this week to uh, they had aew restricted with the b uh, at the the Beaver Boys, and they mentioned all their names, the Beaver Boys, the Slop Hunters. <laughs> all um, I don't it was,
0: think, it was a good listen. I don't think this segment should have been right before the next segment because I don't think there's enough time for Alex and Johnny to have gotten to where they were. Uh, but that's just like a small little continual error thing, okay. Dustin Rhodes picks up the victory over ten. Aaron Solo for some reason put his hands. He was sitting ringside. He put his hands on 10. And Maybe then it,
1: Oh, they had a match on dark.
0: Oh, see, there was no explanation of that.
1: There probably was, and you probably weren't paying attention. No, it's there just, wasn't between, an explanation of that.
0: About NXT. There was definitely no explanation of that. No, I don't watch AEW at the same time.
1: Yeah, you just put one tweet out there every two
0: for the two-hour block so you can get some, uh, get some likes. If there's a big moment like Sting showing up in AEW, that's the thing. You turn see.
1: off NXT and you put on AEW. No, I don't. Okay, so anyway, uh, after this match, though, uh, you have Evil Uno address Dustin saying, Hey, listen, we want you to join the Dark Order. You could be number seven. Apparently, it's a deep <laughs> Easter egg. Dude, I, you didn't understand that? I know. I was like, I'm like, why does that seem so familiar? Refresh my memory, Brandon,
0: because it's probably from six years ago, but you remember it. It's from way more than six years ago. (laughs) But you still, you
1: know, like, oh, that was was six years ago. I think it was
0: WCW 1999. Well, it's a pretty, like, famous, like, wrestling moment where I I still, I think it was a worked shoot where he leaves WWE, whatever, comes back to WCW, And they put him in this character seven where he looks like Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester times the Undertaker. And that's what he looked like. And he comes out, has this whole big entrance where he comes out, kind of like the Lord of Darkness, where he flies over the the entranceway into the ring, fire, smoke, uh, dark lights and everything. And he cuts this promo about, like, I was... Dustin Rhodes, I was Dustin Runnels, I was Goldust, blah, blah, blah. This character sucks. Something like that. So, and and I'm pretty sure he blocks everybody who mentions Seven to him. Maybe. Okay. But, yeah, so them asking him to be Seven, I pop for right away. But he teased joining them, slaps Evil Uno down, and before Dark Order could jump in, Evil Uno stops them and he goes, you'll come begging for a spot. So I wonder if we might end up seeing Dustin in the dark order at some point. Yeah. Next segment up, I think might've been the most pointless segment.
1: Did it get you angry at AEW this week, Brandon?
0: It didn't get me angry. It was just pointless.
1: Yes and no. I thought it was a little awkward.
0: It's because we don't have, we still don't have an explanation. Like Tony Schiavone was in the DDP Yoga Studios.
1: Okay, I'm glad you realized it was the DDP Yoga. Did you realize that at first, or did you have to do some searching?
0: I didn't do any searching. I, You, I saw, you knew it was the DDP
1: Yoga Studios?
0: Uh, yeah. Good. So he's in there with Shaquille O'Neal and Brandi Rhodes, who's got her arm in a sling because of what Jade Cargill did last week or yeah. not even last week it was weeks ago already um and he goes back with how uh Jade didn't appre- he he says that he didn't appreciate what Jade did to Brandy Yeah then he's kind of like you know I'd like to see Jade and Brandy work things out on Dynamite And he then, I guess, maybe makes the mistake of saying, while your arm is in a sling, maybe you should take some pointers from Jade. And Brandy gets pissed off, curses at him, throws a whole bucket of water on him, what seemed like a bucket of water. And it's like you're bringing Shaquille O'Neal in for a Brandy Rhodes feud.
1: Hey, listen, and it's also cross promotion too. You have to realize the NBA starts up in a couple weeks.
0: So when I don't think anybody's going to be watching (laughs) anybody who's watching dynamite is going to tune into the NBA,
1: shut up and listen to me. It's a it's TNT and the NBA have a very long standing history. So you have to do a little bit of cross promotion. I bet you 100% there'll be some sort of AEW reference on T on on the NBA programming on there
0: like a bumper, perhaps
1: a bumper maybe they'll have somebody on but i believe it's the 23rd the um impact or not impact wow um same shows dynamite is being preempted because it's the second night of the nba finals yeah so they'll there might be that there might be that bleed off maybe they'll have a brandy shack segment or cargill segment on that and on the show that night because we know that shack is a, a color analyst for the show, hey, listen, you know, check out uh Dynamite. My girl Jake is gonna beat up Brandy Rhodes afterwards. Might have some drag on for people to keep watching okay.
0: it. Yeah, that, yeah, that I can so see this that is just maybe like the happening the
1: first step in it. Because I feel like you're gonna be seeing that a lot throughout the NBA season is that, you know, kind of dichotomy of the NBA and AEW being on the same, you know, uh show.
0: But like the the just the the Shaq esque component here it was just weird like from the start it was weird like we didn't understand why at all Shaq was there we didn't really get an explanation here we just know that they know each other I don't know maybe Shaq is friends with her her uh Jay Cargill yeah
1: yeah he said she said that but like we don't know like
0: we don't know background like it was just like a quick like glance over sort of thing okay but and, anyway, Brady Brandy...
1: throws water at Shaq, calls him an a hole, and uh, Shaq sits there. And hope, please can can that be the picture of the week? Uh... See, it's great.
0: <laughs> Shaq, Shaq did instantly <laughs> become a meme from that. What? Shaq did instantly become a meme from that. Nice, solid. Uh, right. But after that, we saw the inner circle ultimatum, where they ultimately agreed to all work together. I thought it was. Somewhat of a pointless segment. I understand it was to kill time, perhaps. No,
1: because this it, it's seeding on that eventually Sammy Guevara is going to quit. That's like the end of the thing. He goes, if anything else happens, I'm quitting. You, you know for a fact that something is going to happen over the next month, month or two that's going to lead into a Sammy Guevara-MJF match where Sammy Guevara is going to pick up the win over him. You know, especially MJF's sterling record that he has in AEW. And they're going to lose one of their key components, and this might kind of be the trickle down of, um, what's it called, uh, of the inner circle.
0: I did like you know, when MJF, I like MJF, cut Jericho off to trash talk Orange Cassidy, and Jericho's like, "Are you done?
1: Are you done? That's it. <laughs> uh
0: After that, we saw the family defeat Lance Archer and the Lucha Bros. Um, it took a bit to get started. Because they were just brawling beforehand. It was awesome. Yeah. Penta was taken out before the match, though. Uh, Lance Archer tried to take them all out afterwards and was almost successful at it. But the Butcher and the Blade, uh, the Butcher helped the Blade escape.
1: But how about Big Andy Give, giving Penta the suplex through the, uh, the table?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so dope. Um, I don't know where Pac is. Or past? Yeah,
1: I don't know where he is either. Maybe like he didn't get his uh, work. I don't know. And with, with this ongoing pandemic, you know things, travel restrictions and everything like that changes at a at a whim.
0: Yeah. So uh, we saw Red Velvet backstage being beaten down by Nyla Rose and Jade, with Vicky Guerrero cheering them on. Uh, big swollen Serena Deeb make the save, but then Eva and Diamante got involved and they all started yelling at each other. Trying to fight each other, so um, like you
1: want to fight? Yeah, you want to fight? Yeah, let's have a fight right now! Yeah,
0: maybe it'll yeah. be an eight-person tag, eight-woman tag.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: I don't know. Uh, well, no, because Red Velvet's gonna be injured. I don't know who who do you see joining Swollen Deep?
1: Uh, Thunder Rosa. No, she's kind of more involved with uh Britt Baker right now. So
0: yeah, I don't know. Uh, but afterwards, we saw Abaddon defeat Tesha Price, which uh, that triggered my mind, by the way. I saw people saying during the Twitch stream <laughs> with Impact, why is Kenny Omega going to be there? Maybe to get pointers on how to book a women's division. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, but right. Abaddon picks up the victory over Tesha Price. Uh, which that was...
1: really scares me. Well,
0: it's a character.
1: I know. and This is one thing that I've been thinking about recently. What did I say at the end of 2019?
0: Like uh, prediction were... for 2020. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Character-based wrestlers oh, are going to yeah, okay. become a more prominent. And I feel like we've seen that very much so this year. So continue on. But then uh, Hikaru Shida tries to come out and whips out again.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a, well, not, not, I don't think so, not at all. This was a quick match, but it did what it needed to do. And Abaddon continued the assault, but Hikaru Shida ran down and with a hard hit of the kendo stick hits Abaddon. Abaddon gets knocked down and then Hikaru Shida's, like with Tesha Price, making sure she's okay. And she does the Undertaker sit up. Solid. And that's when I mean Sheeta and and Price scurried away, but they're powdered out, brother. But uh, yeah, it was. It should be a good. I don't. I don't see Abaddon defeating Hikaru Shida for the championship.
1: No, I don't see it either. They, they have to do something with it. I'm sorry. Like maybe they're waiting for Stat later to get back.
0: I don't know. Or
1: which would be awesome would be Abaddon versus Statlander. I talk about character wrestling. <laughs> the alien versus the the demon beast. How sick would that be? Yeah. I'd, be I'd buy it. I'd go back for seconds. All right,
0: <laughs> After that, we saw Kenny Omega and Don Callis show up in a helicopter. AEW pulling out all the stops.
1: No, it's just Don Callis pulling out all the stops. I, I thought it was great. I'm like, all right, we're going to see the bus. Oh, wait, we're seeing a helicopter. Man, Kenny Omega stinks.
0: <laughs> Don Callis spoke about teaching Tony Khan about wrestling last week. And he, I,
1: I, I love the kids. And I was listening to an interview on busted open this week too. Cause I've been listening to it like religiously since I have to sit in my in front of my computer, 12 hours a day. Now, um, Don Callis, like he's, he's saying, he's like, I'm responsible for AEW. He goes, if yeah. it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have that Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho match. So, but he also,
0: yeah, he basically repeated the exact same thing he said on impact. Uh, just to a bigger audience, I guess. Yeah. Uh, And then Kenny Omega drops that HLS line and didn't actually have a huge announcement. Like he said, he did on impact. I think it might, maybe it was because Don Callis cut him off before he could say it. I don't know. Cause I know Callis at one point said like, Oh, they don't deserve to hear anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, that was that. Uh, like you had said, they announced the the twelve twenty three show It's going to be airing after the Celtics and the the Bucks, not the Young Bucks. Uh, but they also announced on December thirtieth and January sixth the first the last show and the first show of the the years. Uh, it's going to be New Year's Smash, which maybe cool. it's a play on New New Japan New Year's Dash. Okay. I think Jericho reaching, but... Chris Jericho will be on commentary for night one Snoop Dogg is a, a special guest for night two all the Snoop Dogg merchandise was pulled from WWE shop that's awesome I assume Snoop Dogg is going to be there promoting the go big show which premieres the next night yep 100% agree um, but I also feel like because it's Snoop Dogg he's definitely down to get involved with something
1: I don't know about that.
0: I could see him doing something with MJF. Uh, I don't know. But speaking of MJF, closes out AEW Dynamite with the match. MJF defeating Orange Cassidy to retain the Dynamite Diamond Ring. I did not know this was going to be like a, a thing that you defend, actually. Yeah,
1: well, I think it's now like a yearly thing. So whoever gets the, you know, whoever gets the ring, We'll have to see if they get to fit. That's
0: the thing. Like, cause like if MJF doesn't win it next year, then two people will wrestle for the new ring. I don't know if he gets to keep the ring. If it's another ring,
1: or it's part of the gimmick. So.
0: But I'm very happy that MJF still has the ring. I know you last week, you were like, oh, Orange Cassidy is going to be able to do this, this, this. And I was like, oh, please don't have that happen. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it works with MJF's gimmick. Am I mad that Orange Cassidy didn't win? No. Was it a hell of a match? It was a hell of a match.
0: I think this was the best match of the night.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was that. Um, I feel like the FTR tag team match was really great.
0: I, didn't, well. I didn't really like the, the mid-match stuff with the best friends going to get the... I guess, but backup. it sets,
1: but it sets up, you know, after a huge scuffle afterwards and security breakup, uh, I think next week it's a 16, man 14. tag match
0: 14, I think
1: whatever, regardless that's use that coupon code, save 20% off of free shipping. Um, but yeah, yeah best friends, varsity
0: blondes, Brandon Cutler, for some reason, top flight. Um, well,
1: it's all the people that play uh, Dungeons and dragons on the, uh, on oof. Twitch. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it.
0: I Well, no, I just before we recorded, I listened to Joe Maganello talk about Dungeons & Dragons and how Big Show actually flies just for Dungeons & Dragons, flies on a Friday or whatever to play with them.
1: Really? What a mark.
0: Like, I I knew Big Show played with them, but it's him, Tom Morello, a bunch of people. Wow. But Chris Jericho ends up tossing MJF uh, the baseball bat, and he tried to do an Eddie Guerrero spot by throwing orange Cassidy to the bat and lying on the mat, put orange Cassidy didn't catch the bat. Nice. And I thought that was really funny. And then MJF got pissed and he picks up the baseball bat and Cassidy drops to the mat. And that's what the referee sees is MJF with the bat standing over orange Cassidy. But for some reason, because the referee didn't see what happened he can't call it as a disqualification. So it's, to me, kind of makes the referee look goofy there and kind of makes Cassidy look goofy. Well, Cassidy has a goofy gimmick, so I think it's okay. But goofy in a different way, though. Because normal I mean, like, you cheat to win. And he tried to do it and completely failed. That's something that I feel like should be reserved for for a heel doing that. Yeah, okay. But Wardlow puts MJF's foot on the rope, which led to everyone brawling ringside. Miro came out and attacked Orange Cassidy from behind, and I said this. That's what helped MJF get that victory. Miro attacks a bunch of security, kills somebody, throws him off the stage, broke his neck. I we have no idea. Don't know if the guy's dead or what. Um, but I have to assume that maybe this was in response to everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people saying how wrong Tony Khan was to say what he did last week about Rusev yep that's AEW Dynamite yeah it is alright
1: so I mean I'll hang out for the end of the show it's fine so uh, I don't have match of the week I don't have shameless plugs I'm really unprepared this week I mean I watched both shows but that's it so uh, Brandon we know one of your shout outs is going to be Taylor Swift who's the other two
0: There, pal it's me mickey mouse and you're listening to branded shoutouts. well taylor swift is not getting a shout out
1: wow i'm surprised
0: <laughs> but uh the first shout out's going to the l- the new live action mulan movie
1: okay it's watching. finally out on disney okay. plus
0: without having to pay extra um and i thought it was really well done it's a lot different than the animated movie but i actually really enjoyed this uh next shout out goes to The Jungle Book live action movie.
1: What are you just watching s- sitting in quarantine still and just watching all these live action movies?
0: Yeah, I mean I I think I, I wasn't a big Pete's Dragon fan, but I might have to watch Pete's Dragon next. I think that was what started it for like the the new live action films. Okay. But I've been putting off the The Jungle Book for a long time now uh and I I enjoyed this also. I don't remember The original movie, like, 100%, so I don't know how much was different from the original, but it includes the music, so that's cool. Uh, And then, I feel like I need to give the last shout-out to HBO Max's The Flight Attendant. I am hooked. It's been Uh on for a few weeks now on HBO Max, and they put out, like, three episodes at a time. But, okay, that's, that's better than doing just one, like, The Mandalorian. Like, a new
1: episode came out today. I'm just a Dude, super... and that's
0: what, I think that's the problem with, with these streaming services. If you're putting out a TV show, I understand, like, wanting people to watch it once a week or whatever, like normal television. I
1: love vision.
0: I want to binge watch my shows. Huh? Especially a show like The Flight Attendant, where it's like, it ends on a hook.
1: True.
0: It's like, holy crap, what, well, I gotta watch the next episode. So I'm, I think there's one more episode left of the season that gets released next week. Um, but Kaylee Cuoco stars in it with, uh, with Michael Hoosman from Game of Thrones. And, uh, I just, I wish there were more episodes and I just, I think it's a really good show. It's like a thriller drama based off of a book where she's a flight attendant and witnesses or not witnesses wakes up next to a murder.
1: Natural nightmares. In the top 10, but the Butcher and the Blade, who crushed, the I mean, crushing competition, aren't.
0: That's A-W. Maybe did okay. the, the, the rankings just come out?
1: Uh, this is from the ninth, so maybe it's changed now.
0: Well, that doesn't make sense, because the ninth would have been. The right, ninth was Wednesday. Yeah, so those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Ow! Ow! That is right. Our mark out moment of the week. I'll start. You mentioned it as a shout out, but no Taylor Swift randomly dropping evermore, which is her ninth album this week. Like blew my mind. (laughs) Especially (laughs) like folklore was literally released in July. So, to wake up with news that Taylor Swift, I'm dropping a, 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 a sister album of folklore with, I think it's, what, 15, 16, 17 brand new tracks, including the deluxe edition or whatever. I was like, holy crap. That was definitely marking the hell out for that.
1: Yeah, you, you, yeah, you definitely were.
0: Um, also, to take it back to wrestling really quickly. Also, uh, Pat McAfee doing that swanton off the, the War Games cage I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah, it was pretty solid. Uh, That—that's the uh, why I think the one gift that I saw from it. So
0: a uh, an AEW esque uh, markout moment was Dion Warwick versus MJF on Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, okay. I, I thought
0: was that like... was hilarious. Now that Dion Warwick's on Twitter, she's like roasting everybody, and I think that's great. Sick. Um, and then I don't know if you saw any of this. I assume you did all the Disney announcement that they that they dropped last night. Yeah,
1: I needed to smoke a cigarette after that because hey, she's just
0: like <laughs> they're like okay, we're going to start with with Hulu or no, yeah. they I think they started with uh ESPN plus. So, and then they worked their way to Hulu, then they worked their way with FX or whatever, and then also then they get to other big announcements, Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. A show with Lightning McQueen and Mater a live-action animated Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie with John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg, which I assume is going to be somewhat similar to Roger Rabbit. Okay. A Buzz Lightyear movie this where... People were going nuts about this one. And, and, and everyone's like, oh, screw Tim Allen, blah, blah, blah. I guess because of his politics that he believes in. But I don't think that's why they replaced him. It's not the actual Buzz Lightyear that we know. I think it's an origin story about yeah, the first... Buzz Lightyear Lightyear. yeah, played by Chris Evans and then they dropped speaking of Chris Evans dropped like big bombshells about the MCU um obviously Star Wars they got like what 15 new Lucasfilm projects coming out
1: it's like (laughs) yeah I heard you like Star Wars huh
0: but that's I think that's fantastic for for on all counts of everything that they announced there was yeah, a, no, I, a three men in a baby reboot reboot with uh, Zach Efron.
1: Oh God! Uh, yeah, it was just it, like I was looking at. I saw the trailer for Loki, and I got very confused. Why is that? I don't know. It just seemed like a confusing. Maybe I have to watch it again instead of watching it while I'm trying to put my kid to sleep.
0: I think he's. It's just well, it it picks off where we left off with Loki. Yeah, and uh, that it goes dimension. through all the. I guess different dimensions and stuff. Yeah, I thought Wandavision looks really good. Which that's what's gonna suck. Like Wandavision
1: you're... looks. Wandavision, I think. I think that's. I'm really stoked about that.
0: And then the the Winter Soldier show.
1: Winter uh, Falcon and Winter Shoulder. But that's the what Fantastic like Four you movie said. That's yes, out. Fantastic
0: Four. That was a big drop. Uh,
1: Pinocchio, which is gonna be so. That's the <laughs> stuff of nightmares, right there. You're gonna make a live action Pinocchio with um, who's Tom starring Hanks. as Ge- Tom Hanks as Geppetto.
0: That that was already like uh, something that was announced. It's, I guess now it's just like official.
1: Wendy and Peter Pan is getting their own, I think, live action
0: uh, movie. I think. Yeah, but then so, they have like the the series uh, based off Moana, Princess Tiana, a bunch yeah, of Giana's, stuff.
1: Tiana's place.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. also like to tie in more MCU stuff. The all the I don't know. I can we call them leaks for Spider Man Three.
1: Oh yeah, I don't care about that. Probably.
0: You don't care about that? That all the Spider Mans might be coming back for the movie.
1: I maybe they're making maybe it's gonna be about the multiverse. So that will be well, all yeah, be because Spider-Man. Doctor
0: Strange is confirmed to be in it.
1: And yeah, Doctor Strange is gonna be in it. Uh, the, the original Doc Ock from the Sony Pictures Spider Man's gonna be in it.
0: Which is just rumors, I think. I don't know if that's like ever like officially like an actual thing that's being said there, but we got. Uh, a Same very month. interesting 2021, 2022,
1: 2023. Yeah. So, yeah. Brandon marked out a lot about a lot of stuff. And I did as well. A, Every, Every time, time I Die, time I post two new songs. <laughs> Andy, Big Andy, the butcher from AEW. Uh, his band was supposed to have a huge year, but due to COVID, uh, they were supposed to release a new album. They didn't because they're one of those bands that are road dogs, and they released an album, and they tore like, for three years straight. Um, They couldn't do it. They're holding the album back till next year, but they released two new songs, which is gonna, which are incredible.
0: I can't yeah, imagine I mean, touring and being on AEW every week, but I guess well, like I'm Jericho does that probably too.
1: Have a way to write him off. Well, I mean
0: Jericho, he he does it. So
1: I know, no, but he doesn't tour like it, Like every time I die tours, like Jericho will do like two weeks at a time, but also Jericho's a freaking like Andy's a rock star too, but Jericho like pray like, all like, okay, we have a show here and we have a day off. I have to go to AEW. I'll take my private jet to go back here. And, mm-hmm. Every time I die, it's been a band for 20 years and they still tour in a van with a trailer attached to it. Like that's a road dog right there.
0: How many times have you seen them?
1: Um, I can't count, but I did find, was I was once. Out, <laughs> no, I've seen them, like, the first time I saw them was 2004 at the downtown. They opened a show for Unearth, and like every band on that show filmed a video, and I'm somewhere in that video for every time I die, a
0: floater. Is that somewhere on Long Island, or is It that...
1: was, yeah. You know where Croxley Alehouse is now in, oh okay. yeah, you never knew, you were too young for the downtown. It was the best, hands down.
0: Can you repeat that and tell people I was too young for them?
1: The downtown <laughs> in Farmingdale, it was the best concert hall ever. I interned there. It was like, when I went to- Wait, the... is that
0: the, where the, what is it, Crazy Donkey?
1: No, not the crazy donkey. This was the this was before the crazy donkey.
0: But well, it's not the same spot, right?
1: No, not the same spot at all.
0: But that's also Farmingdale.
1: That's all. That's considered Farmingdale too. Yeah. But uh, and then, like every I saw every time I did on warp tour, I saw them on headline tours. Um, I saw them at Revolution on the last run, which was awesome. Um, but I have a, I have like a full signed autograph poster from all of them, like a couple of them because I've saw them so many times. So that was my one mark out. Was Is that something – they,
0: they would sell that or you, you actually got to meet them or – Yeah.
1: You, you'd line – go into a line. They'd be sitting there at a the thing. They'd give you a poster. They'd sign it. You walk off. That's cool. It was Warped Tour. It was, it was the best. Um, and, and then what else? I got my package this week from Pro <laughs> Wrestling Tees, my heavily intoxicated per- purchase. Um, <laughs> I love I my turmoil hat. It's actually it's, – it's a great snapback, but like the front – if I don't know if you wear hats, it's got like a little bit like of a more hardness to it, so it's good, so it doesn't flap over. How does it uh, feel
0: to be wearing merch that you right now have nothing to do with, but in the in the past had something to do with?
1: I had. Well, I was talking to Anthony about it the other day. He goes, he goes, how he's like, and it's he's like it's even better that you got that hat because it's part of the backyard fit. It, it, it's the same name of the backyard family like with the same lettering, and we and our theme music every week was Walk up to the Jungle, just <laughs> like it is for FWF Turmoil.
0: I think that's um, cool.
1: So I got that. I got my Dan Danhausen shirt, which I'm really excited about. I got my Bret Hart shirt, and then the mystery shirt that I got was a was a big Van Vader shirt, which was it. I Brandon sent it. It's re- maybe I should post it on the old Instagram.
0: Um, oh yeah, that'd be. A but a hot it's, topic it's it's got like a
1: Japanese style like feel to the shirt itself, um, and I popped really hard for it. And I thought out of all the shirts that I got, I mean, I like all the shirts because I bought them, but I think this <laughs> is my favorite one.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool it, shirt. It, it,
1: it seems very it's like a very vintage feel to it. Yeah. Oh, and also, I, I by the way, happy Hanukkah to everybody that's celebrating. I hope uh, you know your eight nights are glorious. But I got my Hanukkah present uh, from my wife yesterday on the first night, and I got two bottles of a little bit of the bubbly. So very stoked about that. It was just so cool. I kind of I was like sitting there, Mark. like, this is so cool. I'm like, <laughs> something that came from uh, a a promo is now a physical bottle of sparkling wine.
0: Are you going to open it and drink it?
1: So I have, I have two of them. New so Year's the Eve. The first one, no, uh, the first one, I think I'm going to do it on Christmas, but I don't think anybody in my family is going to appreciate bubbly because everybody drinks like whiskey or wine. No one and be like, Oh, we can make mimosas with this and not really, you know, appreciate it. So maybe, <laughs> I'll, uh, maybe I'll, maybe uh, I'll have it. Uh, once, uh, you know, we can have people around again, sit in the backyard and drink some bubbly and watch uh, an AEW pay-per-view. Uh, And the second bottle, uh, my daughter's in preschool and she goes to kindergarten in September. And that means both of my kids will be out of the house for the entire day. So (laughs) that day I will drop both of my kids off at school. I will Vince McMahon strut back to my house and sit in my backyard and pop open a little little bit of the bubbly because, you know, I work nights and essentially I get my kids off to school every day and and stuff like that. So this will be like my hurrah saying, Chris, you did it. Click to yourself. Drink a whole (laughs) bottle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, those are the mark out moments of the week. Should we take it home?
1: Yeah, let's just take it home right now. Thank you very much, everybody, for marking out episode 514. Uh, you can find us social media wise Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash mark 11. I promise I will get back on twitch.tv slash marking out to get some more live streaming of No Mercy. Um, my new computer comes soon, so that will give us more um, – th- I can – I'll have more gigs of video – file. Uh, I have a 4-gig video card coming instead of a 512-megabyte uh, one. Anyway, I'm rambling. Regardless, use that coupon code manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, email us, out one at gmail.com. Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. I am on Twitter, Chris Dog, and Brandon is on social influencing platforms, Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. And until next week, we. Oh, wait.
0: I can't be doing that <laughs> right wrong. We wish you the... the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.